Hello, listening people. Hello. I'm Ryan. I'm Bartek. And you're listening to Spit and Polish Presents Unappreciated Masterpieces, where Spit and Polish, likingly because we're always spitting, and of course we are both Polish. And Bartek, what is the job here that we do on Unappreciated Masterpieces? What is it that we do? Well, we don't get paid, so it's more like volunteer work, am I right? <laughs> um, we watch Unappreciated Masterpieces, the movies that no one really talks about these days, and those movies that, you know, nobody really gave credit to. We watch them, we tell them, tell you, not them, we tell you about them. If only we could talk to the films themselves. <laughs> That's a good one. Yep. 10 out of 10. Um, and we commentate on them on this show when we tell you to. And you can watch it alongside us and you can get our commentary because it's really important. We're very important people. Yes, and of course we are joined with a guest this episode as per usual. And, uh, except for the Christmas episode where it was just Bartek and I. Uh, and who's our guest, Bartek? Our guest is one of my best friends in the whole wide Melbourne, Reese McKenzie. Oh, thanks a lot, Bartek. Jem Dobre viewers, how are we today? Yes, yes. See, he tried to speak Polish. And <laughs> I, not, I butchered it so badly. He is not Polish. Yes. Uh, now, Reese is the is in a band. Yes, yes. Is it a Polish band? It is not a Polish band, but it is a band. I can clarify that. Well, that is what the critics will say in the future, that I it is really your band. So. So when Vintage Ruin rocks the stage in, what's a big country? Um, uh, Poland. Africa. Africa's not a continent. Africa's a country. I know that, for sure. Uh, okay, Chad. Ch- okay, when Vintage Ruin rocks the world in Chad, um, know that Reese was on this show first. Look, I'm not saying in the future that there will be a predecessor to us that will be called, like, Unappreciated Masterpieces Music Edition, and Reese's band will be on there. It'd be like Rotten Tomatoes venturing in the TV world, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, who knows? And Bartek, what is the unappreciated masterpiece we are going to be doing today? The movie we are watching today, which is an unappreciated masterpiece, as you just said, is Move Me Dive. I don't know what that is, but it sounds great. Like, I don't speak Polish. Uh, Reese, in case you didn't know, I do not speak Polish, so... Oh. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know so what Bartek just said. Bartek would teach you Polish as much as he teaches me. Yeah, yeah, okay. except for I know how to pronounce my own last name, so I've, I've got more Polish uh, experiences than you do. Sure, why not? Ah, oh, fair enough. So, uh, what is that movie? My friend Rian Shlivinski is Meet Dave. Oh, yes, Meet Dave. Meet the Dave. 2008 uh, classic Eddie Murphy film, Meet Dave. And also, this is our first episode in the new year of 2016, which means that Meet Dave is eight years old. Oh, happy he birthday, is Dave. Eight years Dave Ming Cheng is eight years old. <laughs> and I can't get over it because I have vivid memories of when it came out. I never saw it at the theatres. Did you guys did you see it at theatres? No, but no. I watched it when it premiered on Showtime on Foxtel. That's what it used to be. I'm called. not sh- I'm not sure I've actually heard of it since you brought it up. Really? Yeah. I don't know. I was surprised when I found that it was in two thousand eight, which I think is our latest Year yeah, of yeah. Movies, this yeah. is the most recent of movies, and hey, grief, the most recent. Oh, I see what you did there. That was very nice. Uh, yeah, so the last, e- the last episode was our. Oh no, I'm sorry. Surf Ninjas was the earliest. Yeah, Surf Ninjas, 1993. Nah. This 2008. We are going <laughs> wild now. Eddie Murphy is one of those great comedic actors and this is a film that really highlights the great comedic chops of Eddie Murphy and I'm very proud that there is an Eddie Murphy movie 
some might argue, a plethora of movies of his that could be on this show, but I am so glad that we are doing this one first. Now, originally, when Reese was going to come on this show, like, Bartek was like, oh, can we please have Reese on? He, like, we really want to do Norbert. Uh. Now, I had a... Now, Reese, I know you're going to be shocked. Norbert is not a good movie. <laughs> but why I will say now is I personally, at this moment in time, don't think we'll ever do Norbert because it is appreciated in its terrible nature. Yes. Such as the fact is, I don't know if you know this, Bartek, but... I haven't seen it. The phrase Norbert... What? What? Yeah. Have you not oh. seen Norbert? It's got Terry Crews in it and everything. <laughs> And it's got everyone. And is I do believe Eddie Murphy and the director of Meet David. That is correct. Same people who work together on on Norbit. Well, the deal was because Norbit was commercially successful, they had to make another film together because well, they were such a good duo. Yeah, 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 I agree. But the problem was, unfortunately, Dave performed under. Yep, and I'm so happy that it did because we get to talk about it today. Yes. Now, Norbert will never be on this show. It is unappreciated. What I was going to say is, Norbert is actually a phrase now. When an actor yeah. does a Norbert, which is Eddie Murphy. <laughs> no, no, this is true. Eddie Murphy was up for an Oscar. He was Oscar nominated for his role in Dreamgirls. Yes. And according to, you know, the great sources is, he didn't get that Oscar nominated before. He didn't win because he then released Norbert and that made his popularity and his genuine acting nature just overshadowed and people were just like not eddie murphy is still terrible hence he norbited himself he did a norbit he lost out on an oscar because he did such a woeful job next to people worried that eddie redmayne was going to norbit himself with jupiter ascending because he was up for the theory of everything but then the next one was jupiter ascending which just shows the opposite of what a great actor it is he is it shows that they are a terrible actor on the other side quite stiff. so norbit is actually a phrase that is used and that alone means norbit will never be on this show yes. as of yet we might you know one day do a special in which we do like overappreciated masterpieces and Norbert will be the first one on the list. But for now, we are going to do Meet Dave. And we're going to be starting that in 3, 2, 1, play. Yes, and here we are. Meet Dave, 2008, guys. Uh, 20th Century Fox. Classic Meet Dave. Now, are you guys Eddie Murphy fans? Yes. Oh, yeah, I've seen some movies of his that I liked. Reese is very confident. I'm on very how much confident. I loved coming to America. Coming to America is great. So I saw that eleven months ago. It was good. Eleven months to the day. Also, Beverly Hills Cop. Not to, well, not counting the whole trilogy. Just the first one will do. Uh, my favorite Eddie Murphy film is Trading Places. Ah, classic. My favorite Eddie Murphy film is Trading Places. I've mentioned that on this podcast once or twice that I like Trading Places quite a lot. Trading Places is one of those. Films that each time it gets me, I just love Randolph and Mortimer, the two old guys, uh, the Wall Street brothers that just ruin everyone's lives for a bet. For no reason other than let's see if we can. But we don't have to talk about training places. We get to talk about Meet Dave. 
Originally now, called Starship Dave, yes, I believe. Yes, that is that oh, is wow. one of the true facts. Originally called Starship Dave. And they changed it because Eddie Murphy was in some other space movie that no one liked. Yeah, oh, Pluto, Pluto Nash. Nash. That's it. And like they didn't want them to associate it, so they made it <laughs> no, Meet Dave instead. Pluto Nash may appear on this show because it, not enough people know about Pluto Nash and Rosario Dawson's in it and boy is she attractive. Yes. Just just saying. Man, we just missed a huge plot point. It hit a satellite and that just Oh, uh, we- <laughs> character who would hire this guy he's just saying like dude like seriously i was like that's how whatever. we talked in 2008 dude oh, really <laughs> yeah don't you remember how we talked vividly like, like that you're in a heavy metal band you're the guy who uses dude the most in this room oh well oh, it's yeah. like is dude a polish word no it's an english word are you sure yeah i don't know the, i mean the current polish president's name is andrzej duda Aha, uh-huh, so he's does a that, dude. D- does that satisfy your question? Yes, talking about major dudes, here he is. <laughs> yeah, this yeah guy. the dude. I wonder, do you, uh, I wish I looked it up beforehand, but I wonder if this kid went on to do anything. Because, boy, look, he's screaming. I believe that he's terrified. Yeah. I like um, how this ball, like this meteorite, smashes into his room but doesn't explode. But then later on, Eddie Murphy... Crashes into the ground and the ground explodes. This is true. And I'm surprised the goldfish is still alive. Uh, I think the goldfish dies oh. quickly because... I'm more surprised... Spoiler the, alert. I'm more surprised that the bowl didn't shatter. Yeah, yeah, I'm surprised by that too. But, you know, fish bowls are really strong. Have you owned a fish? I've owned a fish. I've owned a few. Their bowls are pretty strong. I mean, those guys can't break out of there. Unless you own a cat, then things get a bit complicated. Talking about... Uh, uh, Attractive people. Elizabeth <laughs> Elizabeth Banks, who's the mother in this, I find that she's somewhat an attractive woman, but she is such a mystery to me as an actress because she does lots of comedic roles, but usually she will do what I like to call Jack Black, which is she'll do one really good one and then one really terrible one and then one really good one and then one really terrible one. Uh, balance. Yeah, so she evens out as okay. Yeah, true. She is also a director. Yes, her first directing job was Pitch Perfect 2. Yeah. Which is... Meh. And talking <laughs> about uh, something that's Pitch Perfect, Dave himself. Uh, Here he is. Come on, show us... Oh, Kevin Hart's in this movie. Yeah, before the whole ride-along and the whole famous... And here we have it himself, Charlie Murphy's younger brother. Uh, well, yes. when did Soul Plane come out? Because that was a big oh, that one was like Kevin Hart. 2006, 2005, I think. Yeah, I've got it on DVD somewhere, Soul oh, Plane. Damn. I've been meaning to watch it. Um, here he is, the legend that is Donkey. Uh, now, Bartek, you seem like, out of the three of us here, not the biggest Eddie Murphy fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, why is that? And also, have you watched Meet Dave? Yes, I have watched Meet Dave, and I am now uh, Charlie Murphy's youngest brother's biggest fan. Yeah. Oh, here he is. When I watched this moment, I thought of that episode of The Simpsons in which Home is watching that black comedian and he's just like, (laughs) (laughs) when white people drive, they're all like, and he's just like, it's so true, we're so lame. I thought that's Eddie Murphy just a bit there, just like, yeah, maybe Eddie Murphy, you know what I love about Eddie Murphy, now Bartek, you may not know this, but what makes Eddie Murphy great is, you know, some people might say, let's exclude Meet Dave. But 
what is the failure about Eddie Murphy outside of Meet David? He does this physical comedy. I never think Eddie Murphy's success was his physical comedy, but his intelligent comedy, like meeting, uh, Trading Places and Coming to America. What makes those films great is at the end of the day, it's about this, you know, about the racial intolerance of America. That's like what's deep down in these films. Like the great thing about Eddie Murphy is he knows how to talk about the problems of racism, but also still be funny. Uh, but that's he's kind of gotten away from that over the years and gone gone, gone towards these family films like Daddy Daycare. And that will be on the show one day. Uh, <laughs> Daddy Daycare. That is a masterpiece. Yes. But he's gone towards this physical comedy, which, I don't know, Eddie Murphy, like, he's a good physical comedian, but is he Jim Carrey? No. His physical well, comedy was really good in Shrek, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> and that role really encapsulated the whole racism angle you were talking about. The donkey was really oppressed. You're saying black people are donkeys? I'm I not did saying that. I'm saying donkeys are oppressed. Oh, yeah, I agree. Oh. Of who course. are these people? They're just <laughs> regular people who are, just so happen to be walking by day. When I, I wonder if you go to Times Square, if people, if you just stand there long enough, if people interact with you like that. Like, <laughs> I stand in, you know, Flinders Street, and people don't interact with me like that. Like, people ask me for change, but I don't get, like, people well, sassily Obama for clicking change. their fingers. Change uh, and now. Here's where the plot begins. Ah, yes. When he got hit by the car the first time, I thought his head came off. <laughs> And I'm like, what an interesting development that would have been. Like, if his, like, head came off, like, crashed. Whoa, hold on. Her, the thing on her windscreen was expired. And now... <laughs> oh. It said 2006. This movie came out in 2008. Well, she's a fucking... No, she she's does a make a point. single mother. She makes a point about what a terrible driver she is. Like, all of this stuff about, like, oh, I've been caught... I've never been caught for this and this and this. So I wouldn't be surprised if she's driving with an expired <laughs> registration. I really wouldn't. Yeah, there's that thing on the left in the bottom right. I, I can read. <laughs> <laughs> but can you direction? Uh, talking about directors. The director of this film sure did make a film. Has he made any other films after this? After this, he made another Eddie Murphy film called A Thousand Words. I've never heard of that one, actually. It was... Uh, it's, it's about... Ed, he's, someone puts a curse on Eddie Murphy's character <laughs> no. and he only has a thousand words left till he dies. Uh, is it and good? It got, let's just say it wasn't released until 2012 when it was made in 2008. So it was very good then. Yes. Oh, and here's, what a plot twist. Here's the first moment in which we discover Eddie Murphy is full of little people and not like, you know, dwarf actors. I'm not saying that. <laughs> I'm saying that Eddie Murphy is in fact... Filled with small people, as in it'll people be, that are really, really small. It'll be funny if Vern Troyer was one of the people that wasn't tiny. I really would have liked it if this was, like, a random movie in which Mike Myers was in it. Yeah. And it would be like, oh, like, and then what's his name from Coming to America? Uh, Arsenio Hall was in it as well. It's was like, oh, my God. Instead of Think about it. Instead of having Kevin Hart. You could have had Arsenio Hall in it, and then it would have been like Coming to America point two. It is called Coming to Dave. There's <laughs> <laughs> like a picture of Dave, but it's like him reenacting like the famous picture on the Coming to America. But he's got like his ears removed, and there's Arsenio Hall popping out of his ear, like, "Hey, it's me, Arsenio Hall." And it's just like he has his eyebrow raised, just like, "Oh, here we go again." And and, <laughs> and James Earl Jones is the pilot of the ship, <laughs> oh, and he's just like, cool. and he's just like, "Get out of here!" 
You know, that's my James Earl Jones impersonation for you there. It's not as good as my Paul Giamatti impersonation, which is, get out of here! Like, that's my Paul Giamatti. Well, nothing's better than my Orson Welles. (laughs) Oh, please. Please. (laughs) If you're good. If you're good, which will be never. (laughs) So we're getting an extensive look at the ship. Oh, here's something. The Doctor's a character, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. Was I the only one who was watching this thinking that he was actually going to do something? (laughs) Yes, actually, I admit... I thought he was just going to... No, because I wanted to see more Lieutenant Buttcrack. Oh, yeah. Lieutenant Buttocks. Like, he he makes, like, three ass jokes in a row in that, like, five seconds. (laughs) Yes. Oh, fun fact. The host of a podcast which I hold very dear to my heart called How Did This Get Made, which is one of the major reasons that I'm like, yeah, let's do this. Uh, Paul Shear, he was originally cast as Lieutenant Buttocks, and then he got recast as Lieutenant Kneecap, and his scenes were completely edited out of the movie, <laughs> and you only see him at the end on like, like crew shots, like when you see all of the crew, like oh, that's okay. when you see him. And I just find that very amusing. Well, like, Reese was actually cast as Lieutenant Nosehair, but you don't see the Nosehairs at all. Yes. Oh, here's Ed Helms. This was, of course, before his famous role in Vacation, the remake, <laughs> which came out only last year. And that will be on the show one day. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it, people des- it have deserves that status. People forgot that Clark Griswold's son, Rusty, had a vacation of his own. That and Eddie's vacation will be on this show, hopefully. Oh. But enough about what will be on this show. What is on this show is Meet Dave. Uh, so none of us saw this in the theatre, huh? No. No, like do I we, said. Do like, we all regret this? With my entire heart and same with Reese. I'm I'm broken about it. Like I remember when it came out and I got it from Video Easy. Or you know, I got it as a rental and I watched it several times because the first time I watched it and I was in disbelief. And then the second time I had to watch it again because I'm like, no, no, there must be something about this I'm not understanding. And then I had to watch it a third time before renting, uh, giving it back to be like, maybe I was right about how brilliant this film is. Because a filmmaker, a lesser filmmaker would have said, hey, number three's uniform didn't have to have random black tape uh, below her bosoms to lift them for no (laughs) apparent reason. But that's a lesser filmmaker. This filmmaker went, Yes, we need to highlight that she does, in fact, have breasts. Which is good, because I did not know that she, in fact, had breasts. Also, did you know that she's number three? You can tell because they're number threes on her. Yeah, and all the crew have, like, different numbers on their shirts. Uh, security guy guy. Some, some are missing. Yeah, some numbers. of them are, like, Kevin Hart. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's, like, random, though. Like... No, did you, did you know that, like, apparently there was some extra materials that came with like a later release of this on like dvd and they actually gave his number he's like 17 or something <laughs> he's like a double digit number well that's good i see number 10 was later on he's in it but look eddie murphy doesn't have a number one it's because we know he's number oh, one yeah. yeah we know by his mustache we know because he looks like the spaceship the starship dave now of course ed helms is the antagonist of the film that's a spoiler of course but if you've watched classics before, then you've watched Meet Dave. And Ed Helms is a villain. Now, how do we know this? He's the only uh, crew member other than the Doctor who does not, in fact, have a mustache. I mean, of course, we can't see Number Three's mustache because of makeup, but he, in fact, does not have a mustache, meaning that he is a villain. 
Only strong leaders have mustaches, like number four and number one. The doctor doesn't have any, but he's not a real crew member. He's just a doctor, so who really cares? I mean, Kevin Hart doesn't have a mustache, but he's only, like, one of the guys who, for some reason, keeps leaving the ear to go out dancing. I don't know what that's about. It's his black soul. It's his black soul. Yeah, Kevin Hart's in this movie. Now, here's the thing I want to ask you guys. Do you like Kevin Hart? Yes. Bartok? Okay, I guess. Okay, tell me why you like Kevin Hart. Well... What about him do you like? I just like his... I just like how he's chaotic, in a way. Mm, mm. His high-pitched voice, mm, mm. and his constant just, like, yeah. pandemonium sort See, of appeal. You sounded like a therapist, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> I have never gotten the Kevin Hart fandom <laughs> like i've never got it because i've seen him in things and i've always thought that he was just okay but he's in enough things and i have had many conversations with people who are diehard kevin hart fans like they will be like oh look get hard with will ferrell seems like a terrible movie but oh, kevin hart's in it i'll give it a pass why is that i don't know and i've watched enough of his stuff to be like yeah, i know he's funny I know he's good. I've watched a good portion of his stand-up. I like stand-up better, but I've just never understood Kevin Hart. And here's the thing. I'm not saying that this is true, but has anyone noticed that, you know, Chris Tucker suddenly disappeared from Hollywood and then Kevin Hart randomly appeared in Hollywood? Are they the same guy? Well, they are black. Oh! But hang on a second, Bartek. There is a difference. Chris Tucker is tall. Tall. But that's a good part of his acting. He's just on his knees. I like this scene. Or Kevin Hart is on stilts. (laughs) And, you know, that's what I'm saying. Like, Kevin Hart, like, people go to me, oh, Kevin Hart's so, like, you know, I've heard the argument Kevin Hart is, like, really unique. Like, but Chris Tucker, he's just Chris Tucker. Like, I don't see the difference between him and Chris Tucker. Chris Tucker at least did some more artsy, ballsy films like Fifth Element. Oh, well, an Inspector Gadget. <laughs> he was not an Inspector Gadget. I recall Gadget. one was reviewer saying... No, what? He's I... Chris Tucker in Inspector Gadget. I recall... Oh, is he the car? I think so. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, re- I haven't re- seen it. I can recall one reviewer saying Chris Tucker was like the Jar Jar Binks of the Fifth Element. That was just... He was the best part of the He Fifth was Element. the best part. He was just the opposite of Jar Jar Binks. Fuck he was you great. you said that. The worst part of Fifth Element was the film. No. <laughs> <laughs> so here we have the mother of Josh. She's brought Dave... Mm. Sorry, he's not named yet, but he brought the starship Dave into her house. She's got an ulterior motive. To bang him, I do believe. There's no domestic sex. violence in this. Oh, for sex. <laughs> Sorry, no domestic violence. I like how how I think her art is rubbish, and then number two later also tells her her art is rubbish. That's how I connect. Are you number two? I am number two yeah, from Austin Powers. Oh. And I like how there's a catchphrase later on. Is like bad stuff. What was it? Like his catchphrase at the end was like when number two happens. Bad stuff's bound to happen or something. Oh, I like this recurring joke that they never warn the people that they're going to get brutally murdered. <laughs> like, they're all dead now. Like, they've just drowned. Kevin Hart it's dies. screaming. No, I swear, Kevin Hart dies, like, 15 times in this movie. Like I actually Mostly had... by drowning. I yes. ha- yeah, yeah. I have in my notes many times, Kevin Hart is dead. Like, I have, like, one of them is just, like, Kevin Hart's in this. I didn't realise he was in it until... Later, in which he starts dancing to, like, the rap music or the hip-hop. I'm like, like oh, that's Kevin Hart. No, 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 no. Like, 
when the crew, spoiler alert, the crew gets infected by human emotions, when he puts on his he- the headphones from the Apple store, yeah, that's right, there's, there's product placement in Meet Dave, screw you, buy an Apple, and uh, he wears the headphones. <laughs> buy an Apple. A <laughs> <laughs> singular <laughs> Apple. A green one is my preferable. And, oh, the uh, Granny Smith. The Granny Smith. They're pretty good. Yeah. True. And he puts on these headphones and it pumps out music. Kevin Kevin Hart. I don't call him Kevin Smith. Kevin Hart is like the one who dances to it. That's I'm like, oh, that's Kevin Hart because I could tell by his very very short stature and muscular build and high voice, even though he's not talking at that point. I'm like, oh, it's Kevin Hart. It is Kevin Hart. So we barely talked about Eddie Murphy in this movie. <laughs> I've been trying to bring it back, but nice. you, you heart heart. I heart heart. Um, so people say Eddie Murphy's career is dead. I don't remember the last film he did. The only one I do remember is Tower Heist. Oh, yeah. Well, that exists. That was like four years ago. I can't think of anything else. Um. Is there a Shrek spin-off you might have been in? I don't no, know. No. No, the last Shrek movie was 2010. Oh, that's like six years ago. That one was actually surprisingly good. Yeah, uh, so, uh, yeah, sure. I mean, I think Shrek 3 is the best one, of course. Uh, really? Yeah, sure. <laughs> it's the one that would be on this show, of course. Oh, of course. Yeah, Shrek 3. But all Shreks are appreciated. Have you not seen the Shrek fandom? Yes. Jesus. I have not seen the Shrek fandom. Uh, oh, this is funny. Reese ah. and I love the Bee Gees, so yeah. we, we approve of this part. I approved of Eddie Murphy's facial expressions in the film. I did too. I it's... think they're all great. Okay, the one joke that made me like genuinely piss myself laughing, like down on my knees, crying tears, is when she's like, oh, I could chat your ear off all day, and then he gives like a subtle look to his ear, and then he's like, <laughs> everything, like everything is fine. Or something rather, it's like everything seems to be in order, and I'm just like, he, yeah, here it is. Like I'm talking your ear off. Just, he's <laughs> 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 like, all as well. I laughed more at the running joke of him shaking that guy's hand. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like Eddie Murphy's version of the Terminator. Yeah, really. yeah. Mm-hmm. I like how when number this two takes. This part's disgusting. I hate tomato oh. sauce. I like it. I would drink it like Eddie Murphy. It's fun fact, Eddie Murphy. Uh, Eddie Murphy <laughs> is a method actor, so he drank that sauce for real. Oh, the poor man. I mean, I do tomato sauce, but not to that extent. I do Elizabeth Banks, but not okay. tomato sauce. I agree. The sauce vanishes in this shot. No, no, it doesn't. His lips seared it off. Oh, Kevin, yes. Kevin Hart ate it. I do like how we never see the cat again. Well, that's... <laughs> Like, he killed this cat. I like the idea that they searched cat and got lion. Yeah, yeah I like how they made a Google joke earlier. They're like, mm. yes, we've got Google. What the hell is that? Oh, we've got Yahoo. It's like, ugh. It's like, he's disgusted. <laughs> no love for Ask Jeeves or Bing. Yeah, no love, no love for Bing. Unless you want Spider-Man, the amazing Spider-Man. Then there's plenty of love for Bing. Is it Bing? In those ones, in the Amazing yeah. Spider-Man's, he's like he's looking. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah Bing. Uh, sorry, I was like looking at you for a second, like what the hell are you talking about <laughs> Spider-Man for? I'm like, oh, that's right, in the movie. Oh, uh, fun fact: Eddie Murphy was originally cast as Electro in Amazing Spider-Man Two, but oh, they were worried really? that he wouldn't be able to, like, have the dramatic chops for it, so they got Jamie Fox instead. So he picks up the photo. And he picks it up and he's like, where was this image? And then it's on, the, it's on the stand again. It's not in his hands. He's looking at it in his memory Now it's bank. in his hands. 
Yeah, and he's looking at it like... Now oh. he's here! What the hell? He was in the house just now. <laughs> we don't know what's going on. Oh my god! Now he's there again! Ah! That was dramatic, everyone. Now yes, Elizabeth was. Banks is acting. Oh, that's something I want to talk about. She's fucking atrocious in this movie. <laughs> Out of everyone in the movie, she's the one that brings it down. In every movie, there's one flaw, okay? There's one tiny flaw. One actor that could be trying better. She's gutter trash in this. I mean, I've seen... Look, this cop here, the fucking Statue of Liberty is doing a better job acting than Elizabeth Banks is in this movie. What about... Wait, why'd you bring up the cop? The cop is doing a better job. Oh, Which okay. Cop? Yeah. The cop's fucking hat. Both oh, of them. Oh, the cat. The cat, the hat, the what cat is... in the hat. We should do that. What is the... Du- what's Dooley been in? Dooley? Which one's Dooley? This uh, one, the, the, the alien one. The alien one? I'm pretty sure he was in... Wait, the guy who's interested in the aliens. Yeah. He was in Ocean's um, Eleven series. Ah, uh, okay. I was going to say... he. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure he was in... I'm trying to think. Trying to think. He was in... Oh, he was in Schindler's List. Okay. <laughs> okay, none, none, none of which I've seen. Because I recognise the other guy from when I was bored as a kid and I watched Yes, Dear. Yes, Dear. Oh, yeah, yes. Uh, and here it is. The product placement. I love how freaking Apple Store employees are always so hip. And with it, and they're geniuses. Like, every time I walk by one, I'm like, oh, they're all dressed the same. Yeah, and and talking I... about technology, it's like Scientology or something. Yeah, and, you know, look, some people might say this film had a large enough budget to survive. They don't need Apple money. But, look, in the end, I think the Apple money really helped. I mean, I believed Eddie Murphy was a giant spaceship. <laughs> Thanks, Apple. Apple, making you believe Eddie Murphy's a giant spaceship. Th- this... That's Kevin Hart. Yeah, I know. This... I'm like, no, that's this... Kevin Hart. This shot right here was where I was like... Wait, I know this guy because in the previous shots, you know, he was far yeah, exactly. Away you and couldn't really tell. tell, and his voice wasn't as high pitched. Like, who's this guy? It's like, oh yeah, Kevin Hart. He's been in something I've seen. Maybe I don't know. Now you got to give it to Eddie Murphy. He knows how to jumpstart people's careers. Like some might say, Brian, Meet Dave didn't make Kevin Hart's career. Well, what was he in before? Exactly. 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 Was he in the Chappelle Show? I don't know. I don't know. And the Doctor reminds me of Liam Neeson. Uh, throughout the whole entire movie, I'm like, this doctor here... Oh, he here. does look oh, more yeah, like he Liam does Neeson. Look I'm like, like, is Liam he Neeson? Liam Neeson? And I'm like, no, I'm pretty sure he's the guy from Schindler's List. Uh, I get Liam Neeson and that guy from Schindler's List confused a lot. Mm, I get him mixed up with Qui-Gon Jinn. Uh, Qui-Gon yeah. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> I like That was a how... funny joke. I'm, I'm a funny guy. I like how on each one of their uniforms they have different symbols for their jobs. So, like, the left ear guy had an ear on his uh, suit and, like, security has an eyeball because he's, like, looking out for you. And he's watching you more like. No, he's not. I like how our interpretations are so opposite. <laughs> no, what do you mean? Don't you remember his character? He's always looking out for you. Yeah. Remember, his character isn't, in fact, a macho security guy. He's, in fact, a tender gay man. This part kind of and confused me. What they think is the ice cream. No, yeah, man. I get Don't it. You but like, like ice cream? No, I do, I do. But like, I give Eddie Murphy ice cream, a lick. Do ice cream men wear white suits? <laughs> yes. Yes. I've never like, white had aprons, white. Hat. Wait, no, no, no. Bartek's thinking in Poland they wear white not, and red. I'm not. I'm not from Poland. So oh, you've been I to see. Poland. Yeah. And so Bartek, women behind vendors or whatever. I don't know. So Bartek would think red and white all round. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's oh, just okay. like every. No, I would have. I would have sooner said it's Colonel Sanders. Bartek would have. Oh look, it's a chick from Community. Oh look, it's oh, a yes, chick it from is. Drake and Josh. 
Yeah, and she's like, welcome to Old Navy. And this is where the jokes truly this begin. Is, this is Ryan's this magnum opus. This is my magnum opus. This is where the Andy Kaufman humor really begins, in which if you do it long enough, it'll eventually be funny. <laughs> Well, and that's our, that's our humour too, Paul Giamatti. Well, yeah, we're talking about comedy, but what about the deep meaning behind this scene? The deep meaning deep of, meaning? like... No, there is. Like, Eddie Murphy is alien in this society of giants, and now he has to try on clothes, and now he is coming across alien to the aliens, and yeah, it's really dramatic. This part right here is the really tragic part of the scene. Yeah. He had this guy, he was gonna get help from him, and so much was going to come of it, but his desperation to try to fit in by continuously saying "Welcome to Old Navy" drives him away. Like, Welcome to Old just Navy. there is the really sad part. I sorry, but I wasn't laughing at you. I was laughing at Eddie Murphy's great facial expression. <laughs> Trust me, I was holding down laughter while I was talking. Um, what I love about Eddie Murphy is, you know. Reese, you know, um, Bartek and I would have a bit more experience, knowledge than you do as actors. I think it's really great that we could tell that Eddie Murphy is ready. And what I mean by that is when other people are talking, if you look <laughs> at Eddie Murphy, you can tell that he's just ready to say his line of dialogue. And that's good. Because sometimes I don't want it to come across natural, especially if this character is not supposed to be natural. He's supposed to be alien. So I like when you look at Eddie Murphy, when anyone else is talking, he looks like, okay, Okay, when she says this bit, it's when I talk. I hate it when that happens. Yeah. I love it when this film... But and this scene, this scene <laughs> did it really well. Yeah. And I wrote down in my notes, it took him, like, however long, like, 26 minutes for the first poop jokes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and the I'll, pennies, yeah. And I'll... <laughs> you know, I like that's what you're like. I, yeah, I, sh- I should re-clarify, I mostly hate it in animated stuff, because they like, there are a lot of lines where they're clearly meant to be interrupted, but they stop talking without being interrupted. That always kind of ticks me. Takes me too, man. Uh, uh, this joke, <laughs> if you can call it a joke, I didn't understand the purpose. Yeah, it's like a setup to to uh, what? The security to a, guys to a change. Yeah, it's a setup so that spoiler alert: the security guy is in fact a homosexual. Oh, he's security. Okay, I just knew him as number four. Yeah, he's oh, security. Right. Like That's he's the head of security. Okay, I just thought he was standing around. And I like. Okay, I've mentioned this before in these films. But once a character, like, especially with Bender like Beckham, once a character is revealed to be gay, the actor who plays that character plays it gay. Yes. And I don't know what that's about in acting terms. Like, why don't you play the character consistently? It's like they're two different characters. And I get the idea is... I get the idea is that these people are now opening up their true selves while the other person that we saw is them pretending to be what other people want them to be. But it's kind of like in every movie that it's like once they're revealed to be gay, like closeted homosexuals or not truly revealed and then they're revealed, it's like now they're flamboyant and now they like rave music and I like a fringe and I like this and they do all these lisps out of nowhere and they're playing it super, super gay. Well, this movie is brilliant because it has the perfect excuse. It opens up their true personality. So now he can't show it, but he's trying to be it the whole time. But now he can be it. Although he has to hold back a bit until the, you know, character barges into his room. I like this bully quite yeah. a lot. Smell my what? <laughs> I like what he calls him just throughout butt the whole crack. movie. Smell my? I like how he was like, I'm sure the other butt cracks would be disapproving of your behavior. <laughs> like, I love how he's as, like, dead serious. 
Oh, this and the this girl. girl, this girl's fucking. Uh, yeah, <laughs> vaporize the child. Vaporize the child once. Ed Helms is the best one in this movie. Number two got me in stitches so much, and I like the subtle, subtle thing about number two is he's infected with human nature as well because he is so gleefully ready for death and mayhem. Well, at the start, he was just neutral like everybody else. Like, everyone else was neutral. They're like, this is the mission. But as the film goes on, he becomes more bloodlusting. He becomes gleeful at, you know, executing people and getting rid of the captain. So, But it's never addressed that he himself is suffering from the same illness as the rest of the crew, which is human nature. But I just like how subtle that is. You, you mentioned that just triggered uh, like an idea in my head. Like they mention throughout the movie that like, oh look at these people, they're barbaric. They're crossing when the light says don't cross, and yeah. they you know affe- being affectionate to each other when they don't want to be. Mm. But then they later on they see like more tender stuff, and they're like, wow, these people are more complex than we thought. And that shows in number two that he took on the ugly aspects, whereas everyone else took on the really the positive, good aspect. Yeah. Like the being flamboyantly gay, I guess. But <laughs> he took on the ugly side. And that is brilliant, isn't it? Yes. Ed Helms knows how to chew up scenery. Like, Eddie Murphy is one of the greatest comedic actors of all time, and he is being overshadowed by Ed Helms in this movie. And what does that say about the master performances of this film? It says a lot. It says a lot. But then, bear in mind, a couple of years later, he did Tower Heist and he chewed up the scenery back then. Yeah. 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 We've, we've just remembered Tower Heist yes. like five minutes ago. But yeah, 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 yeah. I liked how uh, um, this kid cannot act to say <laughs> He should be replaced by the Mexican kid in... Sorry, the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. American kid in coming. What's the last movie we watched? Uh, I'll be home for Christmas. I'll be home for Christmas. The one that you liked so much. Oh, oh wait, here's a subtle movie. joke. Oh, it's Britney Spears. Look how it dates this movie. Yep. She's bald. Ah! I remember she was a big topic in like 2005. Was she also in 2008? Yeah, she shaved yeah. her head. Yeah, she was oh, on the cover okay. of Every Woman's Day magazine. Because I remember <laughs> 2005 issues when they were really shitting on her. Yeah, yeah. and I liked how. Eddie Murphy has different accents through this movie. <laughs> like, Dave himself, like, the ship, has an accent. Yes. Which is, you know, I am Eddie Murphy. Like, I am a, I am doing my Eddie Murphy monotone voice. It's like, like the, el- the eloquent voice, kind yeah. of. Yeah, and then the crew captain's accent just keeps changing from Eddie Murphy and coming to America, Eddie Murphy, to Eddie Murphy trying to sound British. less eloquent than Dave. I like the look at his face, like, oh, Jesus, this isn't Looney Tunes, this is me, Dave. <laughs> I like the sign on the top right left that said pizza, nothing else. Partek likes pizza signs a lot in these movies. He's just on the lookout, basically. Uh, okay, I don't get this. This kid has got the weakest self-esteem ever. How about we have a kid that actually has a good amount of self-esteem in a movie, huh? Like, I get we're going to root for the underdog nerd kid who gets bullied, but isn't that a tired trope by now? Like, what about if this movie crash-landed and he was actually just, like, a, a kid? Like, he's got friends... He's not bullied. Like, how about he's not... And, you know, and he is not a bully. He's just an average kid because, but like... you see, that is too hard to write. They have to make him low on self-esteem. It's a social commentary. Like, here's something. They could have focused on the fact that he's uh, a child 
of, you know, a, a single parent situation in which his father died. They could have focused on that instead of all of this bully nonsense, but that's a part of the greatness of the Look, film. Look, the, the film tried to take a lot of inspiration from Thunderpants, and, <laughs> I mean, this movie is fantastic, Thunderpants is too. Oh. The part that they took inspiration from Thunderpants, they could have done it a bit better. Because Patrick Smash, you know, he had self-esteem yeah, issues, exactly. but he didn't let it bring him down that much. Yeah, exactly. Okay, we just missed a line before in which the kid said, you should try, like he said, you should try, blah, blah, blah. I wrote in my notes for the kid, you should try acting. Because Jesus Christ, is this kid. <laughs> out of all the films we've done, this kid's the worst actor. Like, out of all the children actors... Bruce Cook from Thunderpants, fucking star. Oh, oh yeah. give him more work. Rupert seriously, Grant, fucking please. star. Yes. All the kids that we've seen in the movies, like Frankie Muniz and Does Jonathan Amanda Taylor Bynes, Thomas Jonathan Taylor. No, he's an adult. He's an adult. Yeah. Uh, oh. And you know, other kids, they're fucking stars in comparison to this kid. This kid's fucking okay. I'll take it back. The kid from I'll Be Home for Christmas. <laughs> That's in the hospital scene. He's fucking atrocious. But as a main character kid, this kid is weak as balls. You know what annoys me? This family, I just don't want to be with them. I want to just be with Dave Ming Chang. He's your best friend. Well, the kid, like, say what you will about his acting. His character doesn't... Usually when there's a, like, main character kid... He's more prominent, but... Mm. like barely in it. But Eddie Murphy, Charlie Murphy's younger brother, he just... Overshadows him all the time. Like, yeah, the kid's in there and he has a subplot, but I don't know. It just he didn't seem more. No, he's in it so that Eddie Murphy can show how he's being more human by giving the kid solid advice, and then the kid smiles, and then he smiles. It's becoming more human smile. Terminator, which means that the kid's being used really well. Yeah, he's yeah. being used as a tool. This movie just blew my mind. That's <gasps> look, fantastic. Seriously. We just missed it, Bartek. What? But we just had the look. The Not look. that look. Her look. See right there? She's That's in love. the look in which we've talked about in Bender Like Beckham, where a character just gives a look in which you know, oh, they're in love. Meatloaf joke. Good joke. Good joke. Yes. Solid. 10 out of 10. But they give a look like, oh, I'm in love now. Is that how love works? I don't think when I fell in love, I gave a look and I'm like, oh, I'm in love. I thought it was more of a gradual, slow thing in which it's like, yeah. But in films, it's like you've got to communicate non-verbally that this person's in love. So you've got to say, you write, like, I want to know in scripts, in Hollywood scripts, do they write down <laughs> you want to know love look or you, the you look? You know what or... one movie did it interestingly? What? You guys seen The Sound of Music, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say Silence yeah, of the in Sound of <laughs> <laughs> In Sound of Music, there's a part where the captain says, you know which moment I first realised I was in love with you? And he mentioned a moment that like didn't convey it at all. <laughs> yeah. It was like yeah. the dinner scene, when like their first dinner together. You know like... the moment in which I knew I fell in love with you? What moment before I met you? <laughs> oh, come on. That's romantic. You see, the captain at the dinner table, he just seemed like kind of that was still when, aggressive. That's though. like when he was still... Oh, you, what's, who is this woman? You're a no, Apparently woman. that's when he fell in love with her. Talk about captains at the dinner table. <laughs> <laughs> this movie's brilliant. He knew that we were going to talk okay, about sound of music. Okay, this is great. I love how he's just like, there's no life on Mars. Believe me, I've checked. But oh, Venus on the other hand. I noticed hand, that too. <laughs> Venus has a life on Mars. And that, I mean, Venus has life. That's subtle. That is a subtle joke. I know, that was amazing. Okay, now here's the bit in which 
we have to pause for a moment. In some films, you have to take a breather, you have to pause, you have to go, okay, let's give the characters a moment to breathe, to give a dynamic, to develop, to relate to each other. And this is the moment where the film says, yes, let's look at a cliched painting of hearts. And say, if you look really these closely, characters are in love. No, right. If you pause the movie and look really closely, you can see at one part of the heart, it turns into Captain Von Trapp at the dinner table. Mm-hmm. Wait, hang believe... on a minute. Where? Hold on. Mm-hmm. Well, let's wait for the next shot. No! Where it's been. <laughs> do they show another portrait of it? No. Um, I do believe later on, I like how he says it makes me feel off balance, because this movie, that's its... That should be its, like, blurb. <laughs> this movie makes me feel... <laughs> so, like, if you were to show one scene from this movie to, like, a person without context and say, like, oh, this encapsulates the movie, would you say that's it? Or would you say there's a better part? Nope. That's the... <laughs> that was a deep answer. But nope really does say everything. Because it's, a nope. defini- it's a definitive extreme. It's a universal answer. <laughs> this shows everything. Like, you see her boobs got tape under it for no reason. <laughs> Uh, you see that she is looking at him and he's looking somewhere. I don't know where he's looking. <laughs> so, I do believe now, I want to just say this before we get off track. The heart, right? Yes. Everyone's affected by this moment. Eddie Murphy, number three, Dave Ming Chang. Number two. Number two. That's what I was going to say. Later on, I want you guys to check it out for me. I, it's a quick shot of when you get a montage of where you see how every member of the crew has been affected by the human emotions. So, like, gay guys dancing and the crew uh, on social media, which was weird. Oh, yeah, those oh, little yeah. scenes. Which was weird. Like, between... Yeah, yeah the vignettes, yeah. the montages. There's a moment in which someone, and I think it's number two, but they have shaving cream all over their face. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Is drawing the love heart in the mirror. Yeah. But then they put, like, lines in it to show a broken heart. And I was like, is I that completely number... forgot about that. Yeah, so I want to know: is that number two showing that he has no heart, or he has uh, a broken heart, or am I wrong? And that's not number two, but I know for sure it's a white guy. I that's all I'm saying. So we have to keep an eye out. I like this homeless guy's just like, I've seen it all, mate. Like, <laughs> don't tell me you're from outer space. What planet? Oh Jesus! Like, look at him. Look at him, and the party continues. I would have watched a movie called Meet Homeless. This guy reminds me of Don Rickles, actually. He's got that attitude. I thought it was Don Rickles. <laughs> no, nah, I'm kidding. He reminded me of also um, Peter Boyle. Oh, yeah, Frank. Frank. Uh, from everyone loves Raymond. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I love how Eddie Murphy still doesn't understand anything but number three understands like why does she understand and he doesn't like come on eddie pick it up because quick. she's a woman she's oh, obviously smart sexism brought to you by Bartek <laughs> and hollywood I like this homeless guy i want to watch where's her kitchen <laughs> <laughs> it's obviously in the bot where you belong and look the doctor's number zero i noticed that earlier but i thought like he was covering the one and he's like 10 well, or something no, like Whoa. i think he's number zero because in, like, I don't know about in real life, but in a lot of movies and shows, doctors, like, this is obviously a military operation, but doctors, and, yeah, look, is that number two? Who it is, is not number two. Who is, is that? I don't know who that is. Oh, it's the oh. ear guy. It's the ear guy. Oh, why? We oh, never get... Oh, he's number 17. Yeah, he's number 17. Okay, so the ear guy's drawing a broken love heart? Yes. Why? What Maybe happened Maybe he felt to... inspired it's by very... the art. 
It's yeah, it's a deep backstory to this movie. I wondered if there's like deleted scenes in which that yeah. character has more, and you find out that he lost someone, or there's some reason why he has a broken heart. For me, for now, it doesn't make any sense, and it would have been more interesting if it was number two, well, because then you yeah. could get a character development, but like why he's such an asshole. Well, I, I with mentioned just subtle visual imagery, but that's just me. I mentioned this I'm a lesser filmmaker than <laughs> I mentioned this before we started recording, but I'll say it again. I think there was, like, a re-release of this on DVD or Blu-ray that came with, like, extra materials that gave you a lot of information about, you know, backstories. Like, on their planet, that people get killed if they show emotion. Yeah. Which, you know, when they're going back home at the end, that, like, makes it a dark spin. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I I think, and I might be wrong about this, I think one of the characters was mentioned that they did have a partner in the past and something happened. I might be wrong on that. Maybe it's number ear guy. Now, here's something I want to know. Um, this is a movie I have on DVD, but I haven't even taken it to the plastic wrap for years. You have to watch it. Good I know, I want to watch it. Uh, so, I was going to say, I talking about the lack of emotions from this race, it's this question of, what is this alien race? Are they born without emotions? Are they brought up through uh, society and mentality to not have emotions? Or are they... Like, what are they? Are they like a race that is like... DNA-wise, genetically-wise, they don't have that capability to have emotions, or are they a race in which it is through society's teachings that you do not have emotions? What it's... was that movie with the martial arts with guns? Oh, Equilibrium. Yeah. Equilibrium. They had two drugs to do that. Yeah, that was that movie talked about it more. This movie was more about awakening to the emotions. Yeah, yeah I agree. This movie is better than Equilibrium. Mm. This movie could have done something that Equilibrium did do, which is have more dogs. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, there's one dog later on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot about the peeing dog. <laughs> this dog is unique because of peeing. Reese is grimacing in pain at peeing dog. He was Reese's pet dog. Yeah. And oh we unfortunately lost him to Eddie Murphy. Yes, damn it, Eddie Murphy. Reese owns Eddie Murphy is a big eater of dogs. Reese owns cats. I own two fat cats that hate me. And that's most cats. Yeah, so they, all, they all hate Reese. When you when you make when, when you make images for the Facebook page, you make one about I have two fat cats that hate me. Yeah, and it's just a picture of like every cat in the world. Every cat in the world. I'm gonna write that in Google search. Every cat in the world. And see if I have, get a whole world. I have a, with cats. I have a photo of my cat giving a really face. Reese likes it. He calls it grumpy Polish kitty. <laughs> Is it a Polish cat? Well, it's my cat. He responds so, to Polish. So, does that mean if it is Polish because you own it? Yeah. What a vivid drawing they've done. It looks like any man ever. I think they would have been better if they just took a photo of the, you know, the shell that he oh, made. You know who the... I was about to call him the sheriff. <laughs> well... <laughs> the chief reminds me of. Yeah. You know in Lord of the Rings, the insane king, the dad of Boromir... Oh, uh, he uh, reminds me of John Noble from Fringe. Yeah, John. Yeah, 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 yeah. He, he reminds does me look a lot like John Noble. He reminds me of like John Noble, but like tubbier and more New Yorker. <laughs> <laughs> like he's like, that... get out of here, Chief. Oh, the, have you the... watched Samurai Cop? Uh, uh, no, I haven't. Oh, you've got to watch Samurai Cop. That <laughs> Samurai is like Cop. the be- it's like one of those best I've worst seen films ever made. Man. No, it's one of his best, worst films ever made, and they have the chief in it, and he starts, like, you know how in movies, like, the chief's always like, get out of here, like, blah, blah, the, he's yelling so much that he has to actually stop and catch a breath, <laughs> and they keep that in there, 
Like he's like, blah 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 blah. Get out of here! They keep that in there for no reason. But back to Meet Dave. It has two actors from Thirty Rock in it. Elizabeth Banks, who's the mother in this, is married to Alec Baldwin's character, Jack Donaghy, in Thirty Rock, and the head of engineering is Frank from Thirty Rock. So. Is this a prequel to Thirty Rock? Most it is said in New York. So well, it, it is said in New York. Well, Ryan, this movie just only has one rock. Thirty would come later when you get more rocks. <laughs> oh, here's a question I'd like to know. You know, how there's people that look like you, kind of thing, like doppelganger look like. Yeah. Since these guys are aliens, would there be people in our world that look exactly like Eddie Murphy? Like, is Eddie Murphy real in this universe? And he. That's looks a good question. Like... Does the movie 48 Hours exist in this universe? Yeah, yes. like, does the movie Trading Place. Like, does Eddie Murphy exist in this movie universe where Eddie Murphy is a lead character? Like, <laughs> does the kid have a poster of Donkey in his room? Yeah, like, does the kid. And how do they explain who the actor is? Maybe the real Eddie Murphy is his stunt double, and maybe the <gasps> stunt double is Eddie Murphy. Maybe, Kev- oh my god! Maybe it's in that movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger, what's it called, where he's the what, last action hero, where oh, oh, they just um, replace yeah. him. Um, last action hero, where he, they replace him on the Terminator 2 poster with Sylvester Stallone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. like. In that classic Schwarzenegger film, Junior. Yeah. So in this universe, every Eddie Murphy role is played by Charlie Murphy. I love Junior. It's such a classic. <laughs> I hate Junior. <laughs> On my wall, I have a canvas of Danny DeVito artwork, but there is none from Twins, and that is my favorite movie about Twins. Some might say, "Oh, but what about the double with uh, Jesse Eisenberg?" It's no Twins. Uh, I liked how number three completely lost her fucking mind just then and slapped Eddie Murphy's bold little head. It makes me want to slap Eddie Murphy's bold little head. For good luck, obviously. Like, I want to see Eddie Murphy... rubbing it for good luck. Yeah, oh. Uh Uh-oh, guys, this is an action scene. There's a fight scene about to commence. Dude, Terminator 2 has nothing on this part. Terminator 2 has nothing. Like, what's James Cameron done since? Yeah, exactly, nothing. Avatar. But what about... Yeah, nothing. (laughs) I said nothing. And the last (laughs) Airbender sucked. (laughs) <laughs> Say what you will about James Cameron. <laughs> I have not seen the last episode. I don't even watch and, Avatar. And um, look how mincingly gay the fucking security chief is in the background. Like I like oh, watching him Damn. being mincingly gay. Like he's just like, oh my god, there aliens everywhere, and oh my god. What's up with their left, bit... left breast? There's like lines on it. There's on both breasts. They are of part of the uniform. But I get it right. There's a bit later on where there's a dance sequence, and I wrote like five <laughs> minutes before. I wrote five minutes before dance sequence on my notes, and the dance sequence had yet to begin. But you know, Hollywood and movies have. If you watch enough of them, if you're enough of a vivid fan of films, you come to know the cues of movies, like where this is going to go, what this scene's going to be, what you're going to get, what they're going to say, what the storyline is. That's what that scene did, and it took a solid five minutes for me to be right. Like, and it was like five minutes and then dance sequence. And I like the bit in which, like, I know I'm skipping ahead, but the bit where the gay guy has to take over the dancing for the body because obviously gay guys know how to dance, but black people don't. I guess that's the message of it. This joke is great. The, the old man <laughs> oh, yeah. next, to, next to him, and he's just like, show off. <laughs> it was inspired by Austin Powers, and, and it now went... that is Don Rickles. That is Don Rickles right there. 
He's like, you know, Jesus, yeah. I want to see his movie, Meet Show Off. <laughs> he's like, old man, and he's just stuck in the toilet for the whole movie. Like, you oh, know he's doing a joke again. Oh, Mark oh, yeah. Rhodes. Uh, Mark Rhodes, or as I like to call him, Paint Guy, because we knew he was a love interest for her because he gave her paint for her paintings. Oh, yes. I like this scene really shows the duality of man, right? This guy is a nice guy, but then he's actually a nice guy. Like... He's doing that thing. <laughs> like, he does that thing in which he's actually a stand up guy. Like, he's a real good guy. But then he does this douchey male thing in which it's just like, look, dude, like, if you step on her toes, I will go you because she needs a decent guy in her life. And, you know, she's already got one right here. It's like, what a douche. Like, this guy's like a black widow spider. Like, he's just waiting for her, his time to catch her in his web and, like, suck the life out of her. He did but mention. But he's also a nice guy. He did mention that if he took advantage of, um, what's her name again? Gina, Gina. Then he'd have a serious problem. But then again, it is kind of a douchebag moment because maybe I want to have a relationship with her. He should have been played by Michael Cera. Then it would be more... He should have been played by Michael Shannon. Yeah, I agree. Michael who? Shannon. Oh, Oh, Michael Shannon. Michael Shannon. Michael Shannon. That was a funny joke. Michael, Michael Shannon, Shannon is a great actor who should have been the bully. <laughs> like, yeah, 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 I love this bit. I like this bit too, but I like the idea that could you like I would have. <laughs> it's a joke we seek. Yeah, I like the idea of a movie. How about we make a movie where everything's the same, but the bully's played by like a fifty-year-old man? <laughs> but, <laughs> he's Don, Don still, but yeah, no, he's like eighty years old, but he's still portrayed as a kid. Like, he's like, <laughs> I'm gonna tell my mum and dad on you, and he's like. 50 years old like he's played by like like it's like someone like different like you get him played by like peter capaldi <laughs> like he's like i fucking go you you cunt and he's just like i'll get my mom and dad on you and you walk over his mom and dad is the same the age deleted scene from in the loop no basically. younger younger <laughs> slightly younger than him um randomly just to go off the topic mu- the dad can be played by josh yeah, <laughs> randomly go off topic. And the mum can play by the Mexican kid. Yeah, sorry. To go off topic, uh, do you like Freddy Got Fingered? I've never seen it. Do you? It's it's a quite the movie, actually. <laughs> I tried to watch it. And you tried? I, just, I couldn't get through it. You couldn't get through oh. it? was so bad. It's a delicacy. Believe me, it is a delicacy. <sighs> that it can be enjoyed by... The best of film fans or not the best of film mm. fans. When I watched uh, this she's scene... She's 68. If there was one more number, she could be 69. <laughs> oh, dude, that's where the man eats the pussy and the woman yeah, eats the yep, dick. Yep, dinner for two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in this... Did you see um, Daddy got... Daddy, would you like some sausage? Like the Yes, I've lived the moment. Look at Elizabeth at Banks. She's really happy because she gets to eat fairy floss in this scene. Like I'd be very happy, actually. Dude, yeah. When I was an extra on some things and they gave me something to drink on camera, it was the best. Yeah, but the problem is you drink it really quickly and they're hey, still doing well, it. I took it's it the Google guy. I took it slow. The what? Google guy? Like oh, the... oh, college humor is the yes. Google guy. Or Funny or die, whichever one. He's like the guy, if Google was a guy. Yeah. Oh, okay. He's like the wrist. Oh, my Jesus. Oh, cool. And they made a joke about Google before. It all connects. Oh my god. College humor ripped off this movie. College humor is a rip off of everything. Yeah. God damn it, college humor. Okay, so they're down. They're dead. The sun shields, I like that little joke about like the eyelids are sun shields. And now they're dead. They're like, ah, oh, my eyes. It didn't hurt for some reason before, but ah. Oh. So apparently um, they were knocked out for a long time. 
Yeah, they were knocked out for a good period of time, and now Eddie Murphy is alive. But he's like, I need more energy, help me. And now he's alive. How did no one notice that his eyes lit up? That's the thing I'd like to know. He's looking at him directly in his eyes. How has no one noticed Maybe him? it's like Elizabeth Taylor. She just has pretty eyes. I like how this hospital, this room, had a crucifix of Jesus up there. Oh, it most, does. There most, it is. Most do. Most hospitals do that. Yeah? Especially if it's like a saint hospital. Oh, fair enough. Like, yeah. if he's in, like, just say a hospital name, like St. Helens or something. So, by the way, did you guys know... I just like the word Helen, St. Helens. St. Helens. Uh, so, so that part where they gave him the defibrillator was sort of foreshadowing to the climax. Yeah, the climax in which Eddie Murphy is hit by lightning. And, oh, I... uh, he is recharged. That would be enough energy to recharge him to fly home, unlike what... They might, a lesser film would do, which is like a taser, but yeah, whatever. Mm. A lesser film would do that, but lesser. this is a high cat? film. Where's the cat? That's a callback to the lion joke. That's a callback to when he killed a cat. Talking about, talking about lions, this kid. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> could we feed him to one? Uh, okay, he's not Matthew Broderick. Yeah. And he hasn't won a Razzie yet, so. Oh, look at Ed Helms chewing up the scenery. You have been a fool! In tarot cards, the fool's a pretty good card These to get. lumbering giants as if they're mm-hmm. I, need to, I need someone to do my fortune, actually. I've never done that before. Fortune's, oh, a, okay. ca- fortune's do, a card in tarot. I'll do your tarot card. Okay, you've got the Ed Helms card. You shall overact in a movie that you'll be in in the future. Yes! yes! I'll be remembered forever. And then you get the Elizabeth Banks card, Bartek, in which you are completely hammy, but not in an interesting way, and you bore the audience. <laughs> Man, I hate ham. Oh, Wait, you, you hate ham? You can be disgusting. Sp- I don't like it. Oh, you can be spam then. What's Ryan, your- you get the Mexican kid from I'll Be Home for Christmas card. So sexy. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you'll, you'll become exactly like him. Talking about Mexican food, they're going to like a Cuban Mexican oh, yeah. place. Yeah. I like that we recognized him from that picture. Like, oh, a bold black guy. It's Eddie Murphy. We're like going a to have a South party. Park joke almost. What a bold black guy, Teddy Murphy. No, just they see a black guy and they're like, "That's him." I do have it in my note. Oh, here it is. I wrote down here. Oh, dance sequence, and it takes like a solid five minutes for them to get into this dance sequence. Too. Yeah, this is a callback to Spider-Man Three, the best part of that movie. Oh, uh, I thought it was a callback to you know that infamous dance scene in Greece. In which, which one? Which one? In which Eddie Murphy dances with John Travolta in a car. You remember that? Is that scene? where they make out at the end? Yeah, and they fly off into Eddie Murphy's giant mouth, and you realize the sky is Eddie Murphy's face. <laughs> Dude, that song was so catchy. Yeah, 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 yeah. That song. Eddie Murphy. Oh, this is the part where Kevin Hart dies again and drinks alcohol for the first time. He's dead. Like, he is so... D- it did make me want to have a drink, though. Like, I, do you ever wish that you could be in, like, a giant pool of a liquid that you can drink and, and just swim around? And a large mint leaf, yes. I've had that thought before, but then I thought I'd get pretty sick of it just pretty quick. Like, I, oh, I, is this the... Si- no, sorry, we already talked about Well, we've already went past scene. that. But I like how his hair is now curly, the engineer. <laughs> like, he's like, oh, yeah. I like how this guy's excited that he's getting a cougar. <laughs> yeah, I like there's a reference near the end of the film in which it's like, you yeah. know, we've got to know what the kids... You know, like, you know, the, you know, the social media, you know, you know, MySpace. And I'm like, oh, jeez. Yeah, this was a few years before Facebook took over. Yeah. Look how happy he is. Who's engineering his face? He's a genius who is um, engineering his face. Lieutenant oh. Lieutenant Lips. 
Oh, no, a part of me does want to just have a giant pool of liquid that you can drink, like that, not just water. Wait, you know it, I mean? that middle yeah. white guy kind of looked like James Franco a second ago? It's not James. I know Franco. it's not, but it looked like him. You know who it is though? Who? It's Dave Franco. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he's lesser brother. Oh, here's the scene. Oh, here's the scene in which here's he's like, I am absolutely gay. He's like, I am gay. Now, if you see me, I'm recalibrating our weapon systems. And then you, you go into his room, and he's got, like, dildos on the walls and shit. <laughs> he does have a sweet moustache. Yeah, yeah. I do like the room, actually. It looks quite comfortable. Yeah, but yeah. now he's about to... Oh, there he goes. Oh, there we go. Now, let's... Okay, let's talk. You know... Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know... Busted. You know who would have been better in this role? Now, go with me on this. Have you watched Independence Day? Yes. Have you about it? I've seen many scenes, but I haven't seen. Oh, okay, okay. Have you watched, um, Mrs. Doubtfire? Oh, I, I know. I, ha- I, I know. own it. Haven't watched it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know which character. You're yeah, 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 yeah. Robin Williams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy who, the guy who, his his brother in Mrs. Doubtfire, the really gay guy who's his brother, who is in The Simpsons as the voice of Carl, not Carl as in Carl and Lenny, but Carl as in that episode where Homer gets hair and he gets really successful and he gets his own Smithers, and it's Carl, and he's like. And he, and he talks like this, you know, and he's just like in Independence Day, one of the famous scenes in, is in which everyone's getting exploded, and he's like, oh no, oh no, I gotta talk to my mother. And I think he would be great as this gay security guy, because I'd like to see him play Butch first, right? <laughs> like, for him to be like, him not to be so flamboyant, but him to have his deep voice, and him be like, the system's already sir. And then How when you, he... and then when you have him be gay, he's like, oh my god, <laughs> like, what's happened to that guy? That voice? It's like, uh, oh he probably has God, severe seriously. throat cancer. Oh. They could have gotten Burgess Meredith to play number four. Burgess Meredith <laughs> is dead. Yeah, but he's still could act, right? <laughs> yeah, you get his body up and some sticks. You could just imagine, like... That seriously. is a terrible outfit. I don't care. I do like her hair, though. Her, her hair, hair looks nice. like, um, That's So Raven from... Oh, my God, it's Justin Bieber. Ah! Uh, he inspired... Oh, no, it's the wrong way. He inspired Bieber. Oh, the fact that you know what way it is. And that was a mirror reflection, so it's actually the right way. Okay, I gotta think about this. Yep, you gotta think. Think using your brain. You gotta think, think, think. I do declare it is the right way. Look at her fucking dress. It looks awful. If I was Eddie Murphy and I'd said it right, I went, huh, I didn't order a gin. And it's like, no That's the way. face. I didn't order gin. I didn't order gin. And he's like, oh. Overly flamboyant gay guy. Oh, oh, oh my God. Like, okay, when I was watching this, I was watching this with my girlfriend and my housemate, and they were just like, bitch. He's got a ship to run. Like, don't be angry at him that he's yeah. in a situation in which he, the ship has to be activated. Yeah, to be fair, from this point out, she sort of whiffle waffles around her affinity towards her loyalty. I mean, not her affinity. Infinity or affinity? I said affinity, but now I changed it to to loyalty. infinity and beyond. That's a reference. Uh, there is a movie. Spoiler alert! Down the line, I want to do a Tim Allen movie, and I want to do the movie Zoom. In which Tim Allen has superpowers <laughs> and he has I a superpower family. Yeah, I just thought about that because I said to Infinity and Beyond, it was like, oh, Tim Allen. Uh, here's, a, here's a question that I'd like to know, right? Eddie Murphy... The question you'd like answered, you mean, right? I'd, I'd like you to know this question. Okay. okay. Uh, <laughs> and for me to get the answer. Uh, I'd like to know, when Eddie Murphy read the script, he read it and went, Yes. Oh no! Why? 
Just sign me. Well, I know the question now. Yeah, and that's the end of that. Oh, because it's an amazing movie, isn't it? It is an amazing movie. It is a classic movie. Now, I had a severe argument with my girlfriend and housemate last night in which they said, Ryan, this is the worst movie you've done on this show so far. This was awful. They hated me for making them watch it. <laughs> they yelled at me when I said, I actually liked it. And I got a lot of flack. Look, I think it's okay. I think it's a really good movie. And I put this... In terms of quality, now, when it comes to the show Unappreciated Masterpieces, I don't like to get dick-measuring competitions with which film's better than which one. But in terms of film-making, like when you go down and go, which one's a better film, Meet Dave is better than Kangaroo Jack by a mile. Yeah, yeah completely true. independent of Ryan's circumstances, I came to that conclusion as well. And out of all the films, it is the best-made film the cinematography is good the acting is solid all around like it's consistent yes it's consistent the special effects are decent at points like oh, most the of the commentary them are on friendship in that movie yeah astonishing yeah. Oh. oh i'm talking about meet dave oh i'm sorry i thought we were like just you know meet dave has down. cinematography great all this it actually with the idea that it has it goes Full out with the idea of Eddie Murphy being a giant spaceship full of tiny people, like little people, not not dwarf actors. I mean, like small people. And uh, I don't know why Kevin Hart likes to dance outside. Die. Um, <laughs> and I I don't understand. But out of all of them, I think it's the most constructive one. If you want to hear me right now say which is my favorite out of all the films, and like not just like which ones the most I appreciate, my favorite is Big Fat Liar. Uh, out of all the films, that's my favorite where we've done, and it's also just my favorite film out of all of them. But Meet Dave, I think, is actually out of all the unappreciated masterpieces, the most high-end unappreciated masterpiece. This was the one that had the biggest potential to be an appreciated masterpiece. Think about it. On paper, it makes sense. Eddie Murphy playing a spaceship full of smaller versions of people, including himself, doing lots of goofiness with sci-fi action comedy fun. You know, you've got Kevin Hart in it. You've got Ed Helms. You've got, you know... Mike O'Malley, I guess. Mike O'Malley. (laughs) You've got, you know, Screech. I mean... (laughs) Yeah. On paper, it sounds really awesome and then the film comes out and people realize that Eddie Murphy isn't the greatest comedian anymore and they don't give it a chance but thank god because if this film didn't get it didn't get the big reception it needed we see it today and we realize as a group right now that this film deserves every piece of praise that it can get because this film tries it really does try with what it is given, and what it is given is very good. And I think this film is one film that each one of these actors should look back on and go, I am proud I was in this. I agree with that completely. I just really do not understand why so many people like to talk about this film like it's rubbish. It's, you know, it's like people like to jump on the bandwagon of negative press towards a movie. Oh, yeah. so you reckon, like, some YouTuber, like, douchebag meets world, like, talked about this movie and he was, like, really popular? Yeah, it's the same with any movie that's... Yeah, popular. Yeah. Or not popular. Like, it has elements of being popular. Like, people just hate on it. Like, there's so many movies that are unappreciated that are... Uh, 
you know, wonderful films that are overlooked. You know, but like, say, for instance, an appreciated film right now is Star Wars. Now it's coming around to that time in which a popular film comes out like Star Wars and people now just want to shit on it. Yeah, Personally, been... I thought it was good. Yeah, but, you know, that's agreed. just my personal opinion. But a lot of people now are turning to, here's why Star Wars was terrible. What's the point? Like, it's, it's you know what I mean? Like, just enjoy a movie. These movies are here. Obviously, they're... Okay, look, let's be honest. They're here to make money, right? Yes. They're here to make money. But a part of that is, it's entertainment. Yes. It's here for us to enjoy. It's, and if you don't enjoy it, that's okay. Yeah. You cannot enjoy it. But the film... The, thing is art is subjective and you know people used to shit all over van gogh and he killed himself and if you keep doing that kind of stuff this film could be like the next next van gogh in which you know something bad happened like it's unappreciated in the people's lifetime but afterwards people see it and they're like wish if only people back then liked like this so that each person involved could feel that sense of satisfaction that sense of happiness perhaps yes. perhaps so let me put this into perspective just to conclude this whole star wars thing i saw the force awakens and i'll be home for christmas in the same evening right. obviously i saw the superior movie second but i still liked force awakens so even when i put it next to such a great movie like i'll be home for christmas i can still find value in The Force Awakens. If I can do it, you guys can do it. Yeah, exactly. Now, here's what I don't necessarily understand. Why does Kevin Hart jump out? Like, what does he expect to happen? Freedom. But he's gonna die. Like, even if he jumped not into that cup of coffee, he would have been dead. Well, let's just face it, he is dead, but he just comes back. He's got a lot of heart. Yeah. (laughs) He's like a cat. the joke of the episode. Yeah, the episode should now be called A Lot of Heart. Heart and Souls. Uh, that's a film with Robert Downey Jr. And it's a really good film, actually, so check it out. Uh, Eddie Murphy. I miss Eddie Murphy. I miss him. This movie, when I watched it, made me miss Eddie Murphy because there's glimmers of old-school Eddie Murphy in this. I have nothing, no problem with new-school Eddie Murphy. It's just, you know, I do prefer the older ways of Eddie Murphy where... You know, he did, uh, like, in this film, there's brief moments where he does his accent from Coming to America, and it just reminds me of the good old days of Eddie Murphy, where he was willing to be rude. He was willing to do things that weren't just kids' movies. And this is a kids' movie. I don't care. It is a children's movie. Directed towards children. And there's nothing wrong with that. There is nothing. Children's movies deserve to be high quality as much as any movie should be. Every movie that is made is trying its hardest in some way from someone, whether it be just a costume designer or an actor, director, writer, is trying their hardest to make this a quality piece of art. Even in the most terrible of films, the ones that seem like they're not trying at all, they are trying, or there wouldn't be a film there in the first place. Troll 2. This is, what I, this is what I meant earlier by her being wishy-washy. Like, literally two minutes ago, she, she betrayed, him. betrayed him, and now she's gone back to his side. Because and the whole contention is, we do not want this maniac in charge, but she was blinded by that love thing. She reminds me of Uhura from the new Star Trek movies. Like Oh, uh, Zoe Saldana character, right? Yes, or Uhura from Star Trek. Yeah. I like how you're like, oh, Zoe Saldana character. No, Uhura. <laughs> like, what the fuck are you on about? Like, she was around, nah, Uhura she was around reminds, longer than Zoe the, Saldana. Nah, she reminds me of the black chick from Star Trek. Yeah, do you know <laughs> Zoe Saldana was in Pirates of the Caribbean? 
She was in the first one. Yeah, That's and right. they were going to expand her character, like, at the end of the second one, when it's just like... Oh, you they've know, been someone, Yeah, when someone's back that you wouldn't believe, and instead of Jeffrey Rush coming back, it was going to be her. Oh, but, but then they wussed out because Zoe Saldana didn't have a bigger name as Jeffrey Rush, who is an Oscar-winning actor. And also, Barbosa was the best character yeah. in all of those movies. He still is, actually. He's still in the... He was in the fourth one, and now he's going to be in the fifth one, so... Who is in, in the fifth one? We should get Jeffrey show. Rush on this show. We should get Jeffrey Rush on this show. He can be our guest. Yeah, and we could do... A special guest. And we can do Mystery Men. <laughs> yes, we can do Mystery Men. <laughs> Uh, that's not an appreciated much. Hey, Reese. What? We can. Do, you're the guest. You know your place. You're not coming back. I'll just sit in my seat and just <laughs> shut up. Now. He's going to make his own podcast with blackjacks and hookers and ah, oh, forget the whole damn thing. I got money. All right, so here's the part where they're in a yeah, big, here's, big world. Here's green screen. <laughs> yeah. that, that shot right there was the big green yeah. screen shot. What about the bit in which. Oh, we have yet to see it. But there's a bit later where Kevin Hart, spoiler alert, is alive. And the guy grabs him with his thumb <laughs> and forefinger by his head and puts him in Eddie Murphy's mouth. His whole entire head is blurred because they couldn't get the effect quite right. His so other head is a big so pixel. Just, is that what yeah, it, no, no, I'm not joking. We, we shall he's watch a dog. This. He's a dog. Oh, he's pissed uh, dog. Urinating dog. Damn it, pissed dog. We get it. Number three, you have taped up breasts. Oh. And he should be dead. So the, yeah, the and fight? she should be severely injured. I wrote a lot of times in this movie, what happens if they just died? It wouldn't be a kid's film anymore, would it? It would be, because Lion King has death. I was about to say Lion King. True. So everyone says, everyone says Lion King. They never Finding said... Nemo had freaking children genocide in the first scene. Yeah. Uh, can I just say, take off your damn shoe, lady! But she has to have her shoe. It's just like the wedding planner. Jennifer Lopez had to have her high heels, but no. I haven't watched The Wedding Planner. <laughs> uh, do you like romantic comedies with Matthew McConaughey? Well, I have watched Dallas Buyers Club. Close enough. <laughs> <laughs> I have watched uh, True Detective. I've and that was a romantic uh, comedy. I've watched The Wolf of Wall Street. <laughs> I have watched uh, Dazed and, and Confused. Well, that was his first one, so we're getting close to the romantic comedy. <laughs> I've watched Thunderpants. Alright, alright, alright. Uh, they're they're about I've watched Meet Dave. Uh, I think Matthew McConaughey is in that. Isn't he in Meet Dave? I'm pretty sure he's Captain Buttocks. Yeah, yeah. He was really good in Move Me Dive. (laughs) (laughs) I love how you say it. Dude, that's how Google Translate the voice thing pronounces it. Oh, so you don't actually know how to speak Polish. No, you I... have to use Google Translate. No, oh, I... well, I've been oh, getting shit this whole gracious, time. Oh my goodness me, Bartek. Oh, no, I like, I like how robotic internet voices talk. Oh, green screen. No, it isn't. Oh no, it's just made up on the spot. That's it. No, it isn't. Like, they've got a real life... They've shrunk Eddie Murphy down to, like, a size of the people and put him on a windshield wiper. And they're like, do you tough reckon, it out, Eddie. Do you reckon Ant-Man watched this movie? I think Ant-Man got a lot from this movie. I've yet to see Ant-Man. But I know Paul Rudd's a comedic actor, and Eddie Murphy, Eddie Murphy's a comedic actor, and they're both little in, the, in their movies, so I think it's... I think it'd be worth it. Do you know that Paul Rudd's 46? Did you know that He's Eddie 46? Murphy was 46 at one point? Probably. Maybe in this movie. I think he's nearly, like, 60. What, now? Maybe, I'm not sure. He, I know he's in his 50s. In this? Probably. No, not in this. He'd be in his 40s. 
yeah, yeah. This was this was eight years ago. I can't get over that. Like this was too nillion to express. Uh, can we talk about how they come from the planet nil? Yeah, means zero. <laughs> like I get it, guys. Puns. Punny. There was a girl. Oh, I can't remember Wait, now. Nil's a pun. On zero. That's not a pun. It's just a word and a definition. No. Nil on emotions. They're nil Done. on emotions, Bartek. I thought the, yeah. I thought it was, no, it's a reference <laughs> to the fact that they're all numbers. No. How could it be the fact that they could all be relate? Uh, I don't get it. They're all numbers. So con- the this is a crew, Bartek. I'm confused. They're not cold numbers. They don't have names. Ah. Until the, the next scene. Yes, but... they're like, I am Dave Mingcheck. Dude, spoiler. I am Dave <laughs> Mingcheck. I'm Jonathan Dazzles. Yeah, I am Spartacus. We get it. You want Spartacus. And Spartacus, we get it. You watched me, Dave. I am Spartacus. Have you seen the Pepsi ad? Uh, wait, did you get that? What? What? He is a black guy and he couldn't hail a cab. Well, it's because he's not. Doing so the there same is thing. racial jokes in this Eddie Murphy film. We got Teaching angry young get, children. Yeah, angry that guy gets that a black man stopped his cab. No, he is angry at the fact that he's getting choked to death by a guy strangling his tie off, and this guy's like, "I'm scared," and this guy's like, "I am a cop and I don't give a damn." Like, I want a donut. I like this cop now. He's like, Duelist. yeah, aliens. Yeah, are he looks, right? He aliens? looks like freaking Owen Wilson. He's actually the son. <laughs> of, he's actually the son of James Khan. This guy. He is. I know. It's Scott Khan. Yes. And he looked a lot like his dad. I will give him that. Uh, you said Owen Wilson. Yeah. Have you seen that thing where it's like if Owen Wilson was a Jedi? Oh no. Mate. It's like uh... Owen Wilson's a Jedi. Turns on lightsaber. Oh wow! <laughs> and it's oh, just wow. like a smiley face. Owen Wilson's really fun to make fun of <laughs> because he's not a very good actor. Well, he's a fantastic actor. And talking about good Wilsons, Luke Wilson was in Idiocracy. Yeah, he was pretty good in Idiocracy. He was in Idi- that '70s show. Damn it, I mispronounced it. That '70s show as he played Ashley's older brother. Yeah. yeah, and he's like hitting on everyone. But talking about older brothers. Kevin Hart. Uh, I don't know what that segue was. But look, like, he's grabbing his by his head, but this isn't the scene. Later on, there's a scene in which, like, he and, puts him in Eddie Murphy's mouth and his head is yeah. blurred. In, in this scene, he's got an excuse because his right hand's holding the coffee cup. In the other one, his right hand's free. He could just, like, put him on that. Look, if I had the opportunity to meet... <laughs> take that, Sarge. To meet uh, Kevin Hart, I'd grab him by his tiny little head with my thumb and index finger. Well, you're and very lift tall. I am tall. And so and is... And so is Reese. I'm the short one, but I'm older than you guys. How God old are you? Well, a few months older than you. When were you born? May. Yuck. When were you born, <laughs> Reese? March. But 1990... oh. Reese was 1994, though. Oh, you're young. He's a baby. Here's Ed Helms. He's now, like, evil. Here's something... Why couldn't this engineer just take over the ship? He's like, I don't want to do this. Because only the captain has the override. Well, also, they misspelled override. Where? There's two R's. Oh, yeah, there's meant to be two R's. They misspelled it. No, million culture is different. Yeah, I know, but I English guess. culture, it'd be wrong. Million culture is different. Oh, there was different. a thing. Yeah, all along, it was just an orb. They just told you that. I like how the override Wait. is just grab other arm. So if if you need to get... Do you need to get rid of the rock to do the thing? No. Yeah, because in the fish tank, it, like... Yeah. No, he just did that to show its aesthetic value to show that it's a piece of technology, not just a piece of nature. A sci-fi film. I like how everyone's like, oh my god, there's a guy in a white suit. I like... Okay, this might it's sound... ice cream man. Sh- 
This might sound bad of me. Now, this might be Bartek racism kicking in, but you know how you could tell that was a stunt double just then when he did a flip? How? Was he, was, he not black or something? He was a lot blacker. Oh, okay. Like, his skin tone was dark, dark That's not black. racism, that's an But Eddie Murphy is, like, a lot lighter tone. So, like, that's just like, oh, that's a stunt double there because he's a lot blacker than Eddie Murphy. I need to watch that scene again then. Well, let's just rewind. To... <laughs> Come with us. No, I'm too engaged in Ed Helms. Ed Helms' acting style is, can I flare my nose more? Can I flare my nostrils? See if I can, everyone. There is, is this steam the... coming out of my face. Is this the same character from... Uh... Is he the same character from Me... Where, Where the Millers? Have you uh... seen that? Oh, you haven't seen Where the Millers? Which... which uh... That's the one where it's like Jennifer Aniston. Jason Sudeikis. Yeah, and they pretend to be a family. And yeah. he's like the gangster boss. Uh, and he's like, I shall feed you to sharks. Mwah. I'm wondering if they're the same character because, spoiler alert, he gets left behind. He does? He's stuck in the butt. And I made sure, uh, I looked at the crew, like in the ship, he's not in there. At the end of the movie, they escape in a shoe. He's the only one that's not in any of the shots at the end. Uh, so it's left to my conclusive evidence that Ed Helms number two is left inside the ship and that means when home guard, uh, homeland security and all that get this alien piece of technology they're going to find a little Ed Helms in a butt and they're going to dissect him or interrogate him or they're going to do terrible stuff so to him so he's the only alien that probably doesn't get killed when he goes no. he doesn't go back home he, he gets Bartek he gets killed. I mean, Damn. if you're captured by the FBI and all that and Area 51 and you're an alien, alien, you're not going to survive. No. You're going to get sliced and diced. And even though he's tiny and you could do it with a fucking compass, he's going to get killed. He's doing much less than a compass. I was just saying. He needs a spaceship. I am Dave Ming Chang. That's a guy's name. <laughs> really? You're going to go that route? Uh, and I like how he has a date with uh, Moskowitz. What, what? I am Dave Ming Chang. But he's not Chinese. His name is Dave, though. Yeah, I am <laughs> Liam Neeson. I am Liam Neeson. I am not Liam Neeson. I am Buttocks. <laughs> he's the best. <laughs> I am not Buttocks. I am Johnny, Johnny Dazzle. Dazzle. And I am fabulous. Could you be any gayer? Like, when the director... Now, this director's directed such films as Norbert. <laughs> <laughs> is there a gay when, in there? When, yeah, probably. Yeah, I think so. Nah, oh, I've got to think about that. And Norbert himself is portrayed very effeminately. Well, the Norbert, yes, is played, portrayed very... Yeah. So, I bet the director just said, Hey, Johnny, Dazzles, could you play it more gay? And the guy's like, I'm playing it as gay as I can! <laughs> He's like, okay, get this guy lubrication. <laughs> we need to shove something up his rectum so he knows how to be gay. And then that's how they've played it. Show him some more Will and Grace. Show him <laughs> some more Will and Grace. Have we got that episode of Frasier where Patrick Stewart's in it playing a gay guy? We need these episodes. No, no, Show no. Him the clip no, of no, Bart no. Going, show him the clip of Bart Simpson going zap. Yeah, yeah, show him more John Waters movies. Now, uh, now, now. Show him all of Bend It Like Beckham. He's still around. He is? Yeah. Oh, cool. He was in, he was in the new Chipmunk movie as himself. Oh, my God. Anyway, this is the best part. 
he's in the new chipmunk movie as himself and the freaking road chimp movie that's what it's called road chip yeah the uh, they go oh my god john waters i love pink flamingo and it's like what that's what you put that the kid's gonna be like I'm sorry to jump back like 30 seconds, but there was like a crowd shot, like the camera was moving through them. There was one guy who was just like holding up a newspaper, like only just then did he realize, oh, something interesting's happening, I think. Look, I, when I hold up a newspaper, I'm fully immersed in the news. I'm not paying attention to the now. Jeez. The now. The newspapers. <laughs> By the time they come out, they're the olds. I mean, jeez. Extra, extra. You know what this movie could have done better with? What? Instead of Eddie Murphy, could you imagine it's called Meet Jerry and it's Jerry Seinfeld? And he walks around as a robot. I can't, I can't imagine, you know, Jerry Seinfeld having a straight, serious face. He has to be like, everything's under control. Uh. He'll have that face he has when he's thinking about something or just like understanding hmm. something he'd be like this he'd walk up and he goes what's the deal with humanity <laughs> <laughs> i imagine then then like you could have george as his as captain as lieutenant buttocks <laughs> and he's like i'm not happy with this oh oh here it is this is like the worst cgi shot in the movie is like him coming out of his own mouth and like look at his jaw and shit they did like, the worst job ever i like how dually scolds knocks for holding up a gun to a tiny person yeah like how could you it's like they're fucking aliens uh there he is eddie murphy hello this is the point in which i would punch him <laughs> You just go back in the mouth, wouldn't he? Like no, you'd punch him and he would fall out. Like if you punch him in his like jaw, he would just fall off the tongue. Eddie Murphy does that a lot. He falls off a lot of tongues. Uh, do you remember how Eddie Murphy had uh, like his big incident of having like a prostitute? Oh, yeah, that? I know and that. He got in lots of trouble for it. Yes. Yeah, that's still a thing. Really? We yes. don't forget Eddie. We don't forget your prostitutes with your open mouth, a little Eddie waiting there. Sorry, it's just, I just started laughing because I remember that there's, like, one conflict that is introduced, like, right after this bit. Which is what? Don't you remember? The freaking FBI just comes in all yeah. Oh, yeah. No, no, it's, not, not, ex- it's not unexpected it's not explained because... one bit. No, it is. No, well, I'm not no, saying... It is. I'm not saying that it's not unexplained, but it's just, like, this film's, like, wrapping up here, and then all of a sudden yeah. FBI yeah. comes in really no, serious. No, but it makes just... sense because... I know it makes sense, but it's so funny because it's such a mood whiplash. You're wrong, Reese. It makes I mean, sense it... because the cop said, I phone Homeland Security, I phone the FBI, and I yeah, phone but... the CIA. Yeah, I know it makes sense, but it's, I know you it's know, just but like Reece... they haven't called... They just called Homeland Security. They just mentioned it once. They could have used at least one more little. This line. is enough, Reese. It's like I'm an eighty. Not. It's like a... I'm saying it's funny because of the emotional it's aspect a of this scene. It's a ninety-minute movie. Okay, here is this incoming shot. It's just like okay, so he's grabbing him. It's like one of the worst shots of the movie. Okay, so he puts him on the tongue. Like this is where the bread out of budget. Okay, so he's here. He's here, and his head is blown. <laughs> he blown his head and tried to cover it up by putting a shadow effect over, but it just didn't work. It was a pixel. And I like how look. I believe that weirdly enough, I don't get what the effect is, but I think it's their uniforms. I believe that number one and number two are actually on the tongue, but when I look at Kevin, number three, uh, uh, number three, sorry, no, she's number two now. Oh. She got promoted, remember? Because number two's been disbanded. Uh, number one and number three are on the tongue, but I don't... Look <laughs> at Kevin Hart in the background. <laughs> I don't believe that Kevin Hart's actually there. I believe he's on teeth. a green screen because his outfit is so ludicrous. It doesn't match, like, the green screen well. 
It's so weird to see his mouth move after having it open like that for so long. I liked how he's completely expressionless as he launches. Like, I like that effect. Like, you could have had it lame and he waves and shit, but like... Suddenly FBI! Suddenly FBI! Suddenly FBI, CIA. It's not that sudden. I know, but it was funny. And I liked how his body just falls like a salmon. Like, <laughs> just like... This reminded me a lot of uh, Big Hero 6. <laughs> I think Big Hero 6 got inspired by this. It might have. It might inspired me of... It also reminded me... This is a Fox Studio production of Silver Surfer. Uh, Fantastic Four. It is? It reminded me of it. Oh, okay. This isn't this isn't Silver Surfer Fantastic Four. This is in fact me, Dave. Uh, don't worry, listeners. This is Meet Dave. We're still watching Meet Dave. We didn't switch <laughs> over to the Fantastic Four Silver Surfer. How come no one shoots that down? Maybe I, they're like stormtroopers and they're just they know they can't just, shoot it because it's just a shoe, right? Try acting, try acting, kid. <laughs> Mom, look! That's like Bart Sex Awesome Worlds impersonation. I mean, Jesus Christ. <laughs> This try acting thing you say, Ryan, can I just ask a question? Yeah, come on. Is it after Laurence Olivier said it to Dustin Hoffman? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, that's a classic story. <laughs> Look, you see, you don't see number two anywhere. There is no number two anymore. He so he's in Left in the Butt. Must have. He's, so, he's holding the camera. So he's going to be horribly tortured and brutally, brutally dissected. Was it shown in the deleted scenes, Bartek, that he was still stuck? Uh, I don't know. Bartek, you're usually on top of this shit. Any other trivia facts you want to give me? Well, I mentioned earlier that... Well, I'm just repeating here, but on Nil, they kill people who show emotion, so these guys are, like, going to their death right now. Apparently. Brilliant. Oh, Kevin Hart is like, I'm an actor! Everyone's like... Yeah, yeah. Kevin Hart's pretty prominent in this credits montage. I'm prominent. Because, you know, he was really important in the movie. <laughs> I'm prominent. Yeah, you're... Spin e- Polish 2016. <laughs> Ryan, did you know that you've actually been in every episode? I have, and you haven't. Well, yeah, though, I was stunt doubled at one point. Yeah, oh, well. by me. Hmm. Cue the new anthem, and it's like some song. It's Earth, Wind, and Fire, isn't it? I don't care. <laughs> oh. Okay, so the film is ending. It decided it needed a dance sequence. So look, number three is cultural officer. Number two is in command. Security officer's number four, but then they just give up. Number eighty-one's th- female. Adam Tomei. <laughs> I wonder if he's like related to Marissa Tomei. Maybe. Yeah, and that's funny because we we're talking about Seinfeld before, and she's in it <laughs> as George's love interest, and she's playing herself. <laughs> Apple Store guy. Okay, so there's lots of people that are in this movie. This movie was an experience. Naked Cowboy was played by Naked Cowboy? Oh, don't you know about Naked Cowboy? He's a street performer in New York, so he's in that Times Square sequence. He's a cowboy who is really fit, muscular, and he plays guitar. He wears a cowboy hat and underwear and shoes and socks, and that's it. And he just does a variety of songs, and he's been doing it for like 10, 15 years. Oh, I never knew that. Yeah, he's really cool, and he's all, and he also does like stand-up comedy. I'm pretty sure he does lots of interesting stuff. So, yeah, so they had to credit him because he was very prominent. Like you saw his face and everything. Okay, so. uh, we should see him when I go to New York. Yeah, you gonna go? You gonna see me? Well, Dave? Reese is gonna be a world okay. Famous... Okay, look at this. This is where you could tell Eddie Murphy is no longer acting. He's just like, <laughs> okay, you told me to dance. I'm not gonna pretend to be the captain dancing. I'm just gonna dance. Like, I'm just going to dance. 
And the chick's like that too. And you know it's like that. This guy's still acting. He's like, yeah, my character's gay. I'm going to dance. I'm just going to keep dancing. Kevin Hart's still acting because he's like, I'm Kevin Hart. I've got a character I like to play. Look, this is clearly Eddie Murphy and that's clearly Herg losing her shit. And Eddie Murphy's like, all right, where's my check? <laughs> okay, so that was check me. That out. was me, Dave, everyone. That was me, Dave. And that was the first podcast of the year. Woo! <laughs> okay, so this is the part in which we do our reviews and we listen to reviews from other people. Now, Reese, I'd like to hear what... Whoops. I'd like to hear what you have to say, Reese, and what brilliant pieces of uh, thought you have on the matter and what rating you would give this wonderful film. All right. So upon seeing it for the second time in a long time, actually, I've come to the fact that it is actually quite an all right film. It has a good structure, let's just say. It has a good premise. It hasn't really been looked into that much. You know, small aliens controlling a bigger alien into an Earth. And then, basically, it works. On on the bottom end, it works. I mean, Eddie Murphy's performance is there. Ed Helms has an over-the-top performance, which is pretty good. Yeah. And there are flaws, because it does take some gags that are too easy, like maybe... Uh, for instance, the fart jokes are too easy to make. Maybe they could have gone a bit deeper into the you know, the film. Were there that, that many fart jokes? Well, the, the the sort of like the buttocks jokes, he makes a couple of easy jokes there. I mean, uh, sure there's the is, shitting money joke. Yeah, the shitting money that, that's joke. That's a great joke. Okay. Keep going. Um, and it, sometimes it just gets the better of the premise, but you know what? It still works. And I think a lot of people took this film too seriously. You know, just a lot of people jumped on the bandwagons of, oh, Eddie Murphy's not as good as he was back in the day. So, you know, I just just give the film a break. Just just look at it and just relax. Watch Don't it. do it. Don't do when it. When you want to come to <laughs> Oh, it. my God, no. <laughs> if you had to give it a rating out of whatever you choose. That's a hard thing to do. You don't even have to use numbers, Reese. You can get creative with your rating. <laughs> yeah. Get creative. Uh, like the movie I, that's did. That's even harder. Like the movie got creative. Okay, the movie got creative. But yeah, I'll give it a number rating just to be fair. Okay. Out of a score of five. Yep. I would give it a 2.5. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Middle of the road. Yes. Ooh. Harsh. Bartek, it's been so long since we've got to hear your opinions of a movie in such vivid details yeah, as like of your three, reviews. Three, four weeks. <laughs> three, four weeks? Give us, a, give us, hit us, Bartek. Okay, so this movie, Move Me Daivu. Um, <laughs> I found that really funny. <laughs> this movie is a very humble movie, I reckon. Mm. Yeah. Like, uh, I agree with you there, like, when you mentioned that this isn't a dick measuring contest with other movies we watch. You know, we, every episode we kind of say, this is the best movie ever, this is the best movie ever done, but, like, because they are. Yeah, and it kind of creates a paradox. Like, what if we compare them? And yeah, it is unfair because Big Fat Liar really is a fantastic movie. And but then so is Thunderpants. Then so is Thunderpants. And you know, so Spend It Like Beckham. And we go on. And there, and in a lot of those movies, we talked really extensively about how it shaped so many other films, like you know, 
Citizen Kane and all those other movies. Sorry, we've Schindler's done, List. Schindler's List. We've done so many episodes, I can't even remember all the movies we have mentioned in Influence. And this one... Saving Private Ryan. Yeah. Saving mm. Private Ryan. And this one, you know, it's the latest movie of the bunch. It hasn't really had that many movies to influence, so I, I feel kind of awkward, you know, saying that. But it did well, like what Reese said. It did all right. And I think it can be really appreciated... For just being good. Yeah, for being safe. It doesn't have to be, you know, put up in the gold and platinum part of the museum, the Hall of Fame. But it ha- but it should be appreciated. Yes. Hmm. It definitely should. And it is a sin that so many people would defile its rating almost on the internet yeah. and in real life. So if you had to give it a rating? If I had to give it a rating... I would have to give it a give me a what what out of a hoo ya. Was that a reference in the film? No. Oh. Okay, I just don't like. Okay, okay. Here's what I have to say about Meet Dave. I have vivid memories of buying it. I mean, renting it from Video Easy. I have vivid memories of its advertisement. It was an Eddie Murphy film that was advertised, but I wouldn't say heavily. I would say it was one that's like, oh yeah, there's Eddie Murphy. Yeah, it definitely went under my radar. It went under the radar, but it's one that you're like, oh, you know it's there. And I think that it is the quintessential unappreciated masterpiece because it is one that you know the existence. It's not so underground. It's not so hidden. It's got prominent stars by a prominent director and acclaimed, you know, uh, screen presences by, you know, like with people like Eddie Murphy and Ed Helms and so on and so on and Elizabeth Banks. And... It takes the genre of sci-fi and comedy and blends them into one seamless genre of sci-fi comedy. And it really does touch at the old-school vaudevillian kind of stuff. It's that, what if Buster Keaton was this actor instead of Eddie Murphy? You know, and I talked before, like, I liked my old-school Eddie Murphy. I don't like Eddie Murphy as much in physical comedy stuff. But when he does physical comedy, he shines. And this is a movie where he shines and shines and shines. His facial expressions, his repetitions of dialogue, everything he does is quintessential perfect. I think he was misjudged to get an Oscar nomination for Dreamgirls. He should have got one for this because he managed to play the captain and Dave Ming Chang so well that they are different characters. You know, they play the same actor and there's that thing of Dave Ming Chang has to have the... Uh, personality matrix of the captain because the captain's the one driving him but you tell that they are two separate beings Eddie Murphy knows how to play multiple roles that's a part of the Eddie Murphy magic when we talk about coming to America he plays multiple roles in that film Mm. and those are some of the best roles of Eddie Murphy like I love Eddie Murphy's multiple characters in in Nutty Professor and all of these films in Norbit and, 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 and this movie he's only playing two characters in this movie which is a bit of a tamer multiple role role for him but he nails it if I had to give this film a rating I would have to give it a number two out of vaporize the child you know that's just just my personal rating system for this particular episode if you wanted to know but we have other people's thoughts and other reviews we go through i go through imdb and find reviews some of which are negative some of which are positive this week i've gone for the more positive ones because surprisingly enough out of the 12 pages or more of imdb 
about 90% of them were positive reviews and the ones that were negative ones were too short to actually give any hearing to. Like they were too short or not strong enough. So this week it is mainly positives here. There may be a snide comment here or there, but it is positive time because people liked Meet Dave. So we're going to start... That's really good. We're going to start with one that came out in 2008, this review. So it came out when this came out. And oddly enough, a lot of these reviews were reviews from the time, but I tried desperately hard to get some that were from later on because sometimes when you see a movie when it's fresh, it feels like it's the best movie ever. That could be argued for Star Wars right now. And who knows, maybe in like four years' time... We realize it's not as good, but I yeah, was... it's it's like the Holocaust. Really yeah. long time, after, really long time after it comes out, you can reflect on it more. Yeah, exactly, like the Holocaust. We can say that because we're Polish. Okay, so this reviewer's title for this one is "Wonderful Feel Good Movie." No matter what anyone else says. Oh, good on your buddy. Good. Uh, this is what they had to say. <clears throat> they gave this a ten stars. It is rare for me to feel so strongly about something that I actually register on a website just to add my own comment to it. Well, this is just what I just did here on IMDb. Because, and I like they put like five dots after this, so you have to do a pause. Because this movie rocks. I'm looking at the ratings breakdown and almost half of the votes are 1 out of 10 while the other half is evenly spread out ratings from 2 to 10. Is it just me or does someone want to bring this gem of a movie down? I agree. I agree completely with this. I ask this question with a lot of these movies. Eddie Murphy is awesome as both Dave, the ship, and its captain. And the supporting cast is brilliant. I smiled throughout the movie and had some real laughs. The plot is tight, with no real holes I can make out. And whoever it was that said the whole premise is silly and laughable is forgetting one important thing about these kinds of movies. They're fantasy entertainment. And on that basis, Meet Dave works. Humour, warmth a friendship slash self-confidence message, message, faith in the good in humans, it's all there and wonderfully done. Of course, the plot is more than unlikely, but that's the beauty of movies in general. They can take you to an imaginary world and let you be amazed at the what-ifs. It's such a shame that most people aren't even going to bother seeing this one once they glance at the IMDb rating. As for me, I can't wait for the DVD release. It rocks for the first from the first minute to the last. Welcome back, Eddie Murphy. And then a smiley face. Ten out of ten. That was a beautiful oh, review. That was quite warming. This next one is a eight out of ten. Oh wow. This person also did it in two thousand and eight. And this is what they had to say. They, this person wrote from the United States, and their t- title is funny. That's it. I didn't expect much from this movie, but it had me and my 18-year-old son laughing almost every minute. That doesn't happen too often. Thanks, Eddie! (laughs) (laughs) Is that the end of the review? No. That would be a fantastic (laughs) I just said, like, as soon as like, thanks, Eddie, and I'm like, he seems genuine about this. Okay. Oops. I see I need a minimum... I... 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 uh, (laughs) 
<laughs> He's doing that thing. Oops. I see. I, I need a minimum of ten lines. Okay. Gabriel Union was gorgeous. The guy from 30 Rock who always wears glasses and the baseball caps with goofy slogans on them was in it. <laughs> That's a comment. Was in it. Ed Helms was really funny as the mutineering second-in-command. Murphy's stint as the substitute teacher was hilarious. In brackets, watching him speed write the math equation on the chalk ball. <laughs> in brackets. He did the best Nathan's hot dog eating performance ever. Are we up to ten lines yet? <laughs> <laughs> no need to go on. It was a funny movie that deserves higher rating than, than, it, than, it, than it's got gotten. Which is why I wanted to post a short review. Enough words yet? Did I mention Gabriel Union was gorgeous? 8 out of 10 stars. I, we've read shorter reviews. So I they, know. I did they abolish that rule? Like, I don't know. I guess, I guess this person just thought so. Okay, another review from 2008. This one is 8 stars also called Better Than Advertised. Oh, okay. This one does have a warning. This review may contain spoilers. <gasps> oh my god. So in case we you're worried... We never have spoilers on this show. In case you're worried, the trailers don't do this movie any justice. I saw Hellboy 2, Journey to the Center of the Earth, and Meet Dave. And believe me, Dave was the best of the three. This movie would have fared better in if it was released in February, March, or October without the heavy competition from the other blockbusters. The movie's sight gags were good, some of course a little silly, or, but others were just plain funny. The audience I saw it with thoroughly enjoyed the movie, and there was plenty of laughter throughout the movie. Mini Eddie was much looser than Spaceship Eddie. Please tell your friends to go see this before it is snatched from theatres. You gotta be loose. 8 out of 10. Okay. Okay. This one's from 2010. Ooh. This is sometimes funny, sometimes boring. <gasps> seven out of ten stars. Oh, that's a big difference from yeah. seven and eight. To I don't know why I have lost. I don't know why I've lost interest in Eddie Murphy movies since Doctor Doolittle Two, The Haunted Mansion, and of course the deplorable Norbit. Oh, now come Ooh. on. <laughs> Reset. Stand back. Reset. Okay, back. Okay, Reset. Shush. Shush. And of course, the deplorable Norbert. He has only been making movies that don't deserve more than a seven. Anyway, I can't deny that Meet Dave made me laugh a couple of times. But for tell the truth, Oliver. But for tell the truth, I can't. Den- uh, for tell the truth, I think we everybody know what. <laughs> um, I love dial. I love how people write grammar on here. So let's just go back. Meet Dave made me laugh a couple of times. But for tell the truth, I think we everybody knows that Eddie is very far, f- very far of make the best comedy movie. People need more intelligent comedy movies like Jim Carrey's movies, Adam Sandler's movies, Rob oh. Schneider's movies. <laughs> oh, Jesus, <laughs> do you remember that movie called Showtime with Robert De Niro and Eddie? What was it? A comedy, an action film. A failed try to make a few people laugh. I just say that Mr. Murphy should think about stop making movies that are almost uh, like they wrote almost but with a U in it. So I'm gonna say it almost, <laughs> specifically directed to childs. 
he needs to loosen the fear of be more rude. That was written from someone in Mexico, so making fun of their broken English guys is very rude. No, I was laughing at the fact that he called him Mr. Murphy, because I had a yeah. teacher named Mr. Murphy okay. who Reese does a good impression of. This is the last one. Oh, Jesus. There was one that I had as a contender, but it was the, like, you know, you look on IMDb and there's like, you know, it took up over half the page. Oh, Jesus. And I looked at it, but if I want to give a quick shout out to that one. It's basically someone who says, I like sci-fi movies. And he just goes on about like how much he loves campy sci-fis. You should check it out. I think it's like on page two or three of these, but I couldn't fit him in because it would have been like 10, 20 minutes long of reading it. Jesus. Okay. Wow. This one's called Awesome. They give it 10 out of 10, and they're from Norway. This is the most recent review I could find. 2014, December 27th. So they just had Christmas. They probably got this for Christmas. Let's just keep that in mind. Okay. This is the most hilarious movie I have ever seen, especially the fighting between the two cops. Also, it is very educational since we see clear signs of homosexuality in number four. Okay. <laughs> okay. Clear signs? Clear signs. I like what, how it's educational. It's also clear. very educational since we see clear signs of homosexuality in number four. Oh, which teaches kids about... Oh, Jesus. What? Which teaches kids about gay rights and equality. Oh, yes, it does. <laughs> of course it does. So I can definitely say that this is a great movie. Great human overall. Awesomeness. Also, great anti-bullying message in the beginning of the film. This movie contains hilarious scenes, sci-fi action and entertainment, and and educational messages to kids. And then this is in all caps. It is the most awesome science fiction comedy I have ever seen. I can only compliment it to the skies. This movie is also very realistic as it takes place in NYC. And we see cool reactions to Spaceship Dave's weird actions and the nice tolerance Dave receives from Gina and Josh. And it is also nice to see that the captain suddenly becomes friends with Dooley. What? Wait, what? Okay, okay. I don't know if they're going back to... Do they mean Kevin Hart? No, No, I think... The cop. I think they're talking about the cops, like they become friends. But But they don't. I don't know. (laughs) Dooley Okay. And it's not to see that the captain suddenly becomes friends with Dooley. How adorable is that? Not to mention when Dooley gives back the crew member in his pocket... in, In his pocket and acts like, I think this is yours? How awesomely cute is that? And then this... Okay. In all caps, each word has a full stop after it, so I have to read it. Oh, I, I friggin' love this movie! Go watch it. 10 out of 10. Wow. Wow. Yeah, the, was... the, the scenes where the Captain Dooley were becoming friends were, you know, really great. <laughs> uh, any final thoughts on this, guys? I think that was the last review was probably the best out of the four you read. Yeah, like, uh, this clear. guy really enjoyed the movie. I, I oh, like yeah. how it taught you homosexuality. Like, gay rights. Gay rights. Gay like, rights. Yeah, clear signs. You it. have the right to dance uh, in a club. And be fabulous. So it's been wonderful to be back here, isn't it, Barthay? Oh, yeah. I'm definitely trying polish. to get it. We're back in black. We're not wearing black today. It's too hot. Reese is wearing black. I am wearing black. I'm wearing a Star Wars t-shirt, in fact. It says, join the dark side. So that's a reference, of course, to Meet Dave. 
So, hold on. Was, wasn't there an, actually a movie called Dave? It was about a guy who wanted to be like president. Yeah, that, uh, that is actually quite a good film. Is that oh, Kevin Klein? Yeah, Kevin Klein, where it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's he's like, a double he looks like the president, and then like the president, he's the president's like body double, and then the president, like, doesn't he have like a heart attack? Or he something? has like a stroke, and then he has stroke. to take the place of the president. Yeah, and then he has to take the place. He has no idea what he's doing. Yes, and he's married to Sigourney Weaver. Yes, and a very she's... grumpy Sigourney Weaver. So Sigourney Weaver. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that is a good movie. Uh, we're not going to do that one ever. If we had to do a Kevin Klein movie. Let's do the sequel to A Fish Called Wanda. There was oh, a sequel? Uh, Fury yeah. Creatures or something. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. There's a sequel. Unofficial oh, sequel. Like, oh. none of them are the same characters, but they're all the same actors in it again, doing a very similar plot line. <laughs> he does an Australian accent. Kevin Klein won an Oscar for A Fish Called Wanda. And Eddie Murphy could have won one for this. Um, Any other thoughts, guys? Any other thoughts about me, Dave? Or have we said it all? Oh, dude, I, th- I don't know if there's anything left. Well... With that being said, it's been wonderful to be back and I hope 2016 is going to be an awesome time for you guys and as well for us. I hope that in this year in 2016, us here at Spin Polish will expand what we've got, do more shows, maybe branch out into doing other sorts of podcasting material other than just the unappreciated masterpieces. Spin Polish will may hopefully present you other material and we'll have many other future guests and hopefully the guests that we have had will come back one day. Aww. But, yep, yeah, not you. Uh-huh. And uh, Will, we want Will back. <laughs> and um, we here at Spin Polish really, I, I, I can at least speak for myself, I'm really glad to be back. I've missed doing this. I'm very glad to be back too. I've definitely been trying to get back into the swing of this. Like, yes. This episode didn't go as easily as I thought I would. Oh, yeah. well, you made lots of Polish jokes, so it was okay. And yeah, the list of movies is getting bigger, but it would always be much appreciated to hear from you people. You, the audience, you, the listening people. Leave a message on the Facebook page or message us in any other ways that you know that you can. Follow the, follow the links subscribe to us on iTunes because we now do have that activated that is up and running and in full mode and we are going to strive to give you as much entertainment as we can yeah and you know you can talk to us I mean you know we were there for you you know in that troubled time when you know you had no one else and yeah. yeah, we made you laugh. We talked to you. We, the... you know, we made you cry. Yeah, well, you know, we we'd appreciate you know some contact every yeah, once in a while. We miss communication. We miss you. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, we gave you life. We can, you know, we, we can take it away. Um, you know, we we would like to hear from you, the audience. You know, if you don't want to say, you know, just chuck out a movie suggestion or just say hey. Either way, I've been Ryan. I've been Bartek. I'm always Ryan, uh, actually. But uh, this, this specific instance, I've been Ryan Slawinski, and you've been Bartek. Don't want to say your last name. I don't know enough Polish. Bartek Daivu. <laughs> Alright, we've been on Reese, of course. Oh, hello. You've been here, and that's I've been, been one Vintage Ruin Reese. Thank you. Vintage Ruin Reese. Uh, if you want to check out the band, does that have a page? It does have a page. Vintage Ruin? Yes. Please check it out. Check we out the... He's got a music band there. Unlike the movie bands. Okay. <laughs> um, yes, so that's enough plugs from us. You guys have been great, fantastic, beautiful, wonderful listening people. And we have been Spit and Polish. Thank you. Auf Wiedersehen. Goodbye.